Greetings and shalom, ladies and gentlemen. I am John McKee, editor of Messianic Apologetics, and along with my co-host, Judah Hamango of the blog Kinati Letzion, we would like to welcome you to this episode of the Messianic Walk. Yeah, as John said, I'm Judah. I run uh, Kineti Letzion, a Messianic blog, and I also run Chava Messianic Radio as well. And today, uh, we're going to talk about misinformation. Uh, the title of this podcast is, uh, of this episode is, Don't Share That, Avoiding Messianic Misinformation in the Age of YouTube. And um, let me kind of lay the, the, the background to this a little bit. We're in a unique time in history where people have more access to information than at any other time in history, whether that's YouTube videos or podcasts or articles, blog posts, uh, people have very easy access to information. And I think in the early days of the internet, a lot of people thought, hey, that means we're going to have this new age of enlightenment where everyone's going to come up and have, uh, you know, better understanding of all kinds of subjects. In fact, what's actually happened is it's really become the age of misinformation where there is so much uh, just false stuff, false stuff floating around the web, uh, posing as truth. And a lot of messianic, especially in the Hebrew roots world, a lot of Hebrew roots folks um, fall for this misinformation and even worse, uh, they they will end up sharing this kind of uh, propagating this misinformation on their Facebook profiles and more. Um, some some of it, and actually I'll even say this: a lot of it isn't deliberate misinformation. People genuinely think they're they're uh, sharing truth in 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 their view, um, but it actually hurts our witness when it's not true. And I, we saw this with the with the recent election and all these prophecies that. Trump was going to be um, remain president, and those turned out false. We saw that when there is a lot of believers posting false information, it hurts our credibility. People are going to write us off, um, and whether that's teachers or lay people, they will write us off and say, "Ah, you were you're posting all this nonsense on your wall every day. Why would I believe you about God? Why would I believe you about Yeshua?" Uh, so that's what we want to cover. I want the bottom line of this episode to help the listeners here be better uh, disciplined about the the information they share. I want people to be more discerning in the information they share. I want them to have more wisdom. Uh, I think we should be people of truth as Yeshua's disciples. And when we are sharing misinformation, it works against that. So I, I, that's the bottom line. I, I, I want this um, this episode to go. Now, John, we're going to cover some topics that get into kind of conspiracy theories. Yes, we um, are. And not all conspiracies are, are, are necessarily false, um, but many of them are perhaps um, not worth investigating others truly are false. So I wanted to get first your view on conspiracy theories before we dig into the gritty, nitty gritty. Right. Well, I definitely agree with you that right now there is a lot of information that circulates in religious quarters, and especially if those religious quarters have messianic or perhaps even more so Hebrew roots associated with them. Yeah. And, you know, people 
are desperately searching for answers to what is happening in the world, what is the future going to be, and mm-hmm. what is going to happen. So, you know, as you know, leaders and as people who can speak into their lives, you know, people certainly will contact us and they want to know what is the best way of approaching some of these very disturbing matters. Sure. Uh, I wish, especially in light of election 2020, that more people had bothered to take the interrogative approach regarding the election and regarding things that Mm. were being talked about and things that were coming out. Could it be? Is this something that might happen? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because if people are just asking questions, then they're point of view or their opinion or their even their feelings change as more information comes to light. Yes. Uh, so unfortunately, far too many people, I think, said, thus saith the Lord, or God showed me this, or I had a dream. Uh, and really, I mean, as as you have said, if you are discovered to be wrong, and you said that something was going to occur on date X, mm-hmm. then Will you lose credibility in, 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 to other people? And will you affect the body of Messiah as a whole and its credibility? So those are things that are very uh, concerning. Now, as far as conspiracies in general go, yeah. uh, I know that you know, we deal with people who uh, believe that there is conspiracy around every single corner, <laughs> that perhaps yes. every single person who works for any government has a secret altar to Satan in their bedroom. (laughs) Um, And, you know, okay, that's one extreme. The other extreme is to just, you know, remain quiet and in the dark and only uh, take news venues like CNN and the New York Times and NPR and the Washington Post seriously and just listen to what the left is having to say and just, you know, put your fingers in your ears and, you know, hum really loudly. And both (laughs) of those approaches, I would say, are wrong. You know, Mm. Psalm 2 says something very serious to us as people of faith, where it talks about, you know, why are the nations in an uproar and the peoples devising a vain thing? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed or his Mm. Messiah. So the powers of this world um, ultimately, from the perspective of the Holy Scriptures, are they stand in opposition to the one God of Israel and the Messiah yeah. of Israel. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, how do we know when a politician is lying to us? A politician opens his or her mouth. It's pretty, <laughs> you know, that's that's kind of the rule of thumb. And then we like wait that. and see how much of, of what that politician is saying is true. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So. For someone like me who is not very trusting, I don't let my guard down for many people at all. Um, I'm I'm not somebody who lets everyone know what what I you know wear on my proverbial sleeve in per uh, you know on these kind of podcasts. Yeah. I'm very careful about what I have to say. I know that there are things out there, and I have made no uh, I've, I've not hidden this ever. There there are things out there that are worthy of our discussion. They're worthy of inquiry. Uh, throughout the 20th century, I think three like really big, giant question marks dominate not just the conspiracy sector, but even the academic sector to a wide degree. So there are plenty of people 
uh, who are in you know, positions of research, you know, history, political science, government. Uh, some of them have uh, been government employees for different you know, intelligence agencies and the military. Uh, mm-hmm. And these are, are questions that, you know, in my uh, opinion, are still are un- unanswered and they're, and they're still open. Things like, uh, for example, when and where did Hitler die? Was mm-hmm. it in the bunker or was it in Argentina? Yeah. Uh, that's mm-hmm. something that many people in Israel certainly believe needs to be answered. And many people in America needs to be answered. Uh, so there are people who believe that Hitler didn't die in the bunker and he escaped to Argentina. And is that something that is plausible or, or is it non-plausible? Many uh, credible people believe that it's very, very plausible. Now, mm-hmm. by by now, he is dead. So, uh, <laughs> Right, right, no but, matter uh, what, yeah. But that's yeah. something that if... If, if the Fuhrer did escape, why did the Allies let him escape? And I think mm-hmm. the main reason uh, was because, in particular, British and American companies did so much business with the Third Reich before the war, making mm-hmm. money hand over fist. It would be a huge embarrassment for a lot of that to come out. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, so what you're raising is there are some uh, areas of inquiry where even the official story may not may not be the whole truth. Maybe right. we're missing and, some uh, things. And it's and just, okay to question these things. Right. And and Hitler is one that I think a lot of people would be very, very interested in uh, mm. because mm-hmm. it, it certainly hits our it's, it hits us close to home as, as the Messianic community because of Israel and the Holocaust and, and that kind of thing. And But then there's some other things from the 20th century that uh, have a very broad base of support for, you know, what is go- what happened and what do we need to know in order to resolve this mm-hmm. uh, you know roswell in 1947 what crashed in new mexico was it uh, a weather balloon or or was it extraterrestrial craft and you know what is it area 51 you know there are millions of people who ask that question sure. um, mm-hmm. we have a relative who is not a believer but for many many decades especially living here in dallas what conspiracy is he interested in more than any of the others? The assassination of JFK. Uh, you know, yeah, was it yeah. a lone gunman in the book depository or was there more involved? And indeed, mm-hmm. there are millions of people who believe that there's a little more involved than just some, you know, Lee Harvey Oswald taking sure. it out. Yep, and, yep. and we might not have all of the answers to these things, but these are some really big ones with a broad base of support. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. ask uncomfortable questions because ultimately if, if perhaps certain things were to get out, they would embarrass uh, different government agencies and different people in power. And well, why didn't you, you know, disclose all of this? You know, and, and people don't like feeling uh, that they're being controlled. I think ultimately what that, mm. that's what it comes down to. And it's most especially true if you're an American. Yeah, I think here in the United States, there's a great distrust of government, distrust of authority of almost all kinds, uh, even more so than other places. Um, And so I I sympathize with that. And look, as you mentioned, some of these things are true. Um, It it came out, I think, in the last decade or so, uh, maybe a little bit before, but um, that the FBI had basically tried to encourage Martin Luther King to commit suicide. so some of these things are, you know, horrible things about our government. Yeah, some of these things are true. 
That said, even though I think asking questions about some of these things is fine. That said, the status quo right now is horrible, John. Like I go on my Facebook profile, I see my friends and what's on their wall, post after post after post about total nonsense. Um, I think I'd like to cover some of these that I just pulled from my, my Facebook feed just to give a concrete idea of what we're talking about. I'm glad um, I took pills before. No, I'm just <laughs> some of these are pretty horrible, man. And, and not just like horrible, like they're false, but it's a bad witness. Like I, I don't even want my secular friends to know that I'm friends with some of these people because it would so, it, it so hurts the message about Yeshua, uh, the, our message about God. Uh, when when so many of our people are posting absolute nonsense. So That's I, correct. I, so I'm going to give just a few examples and kind of talk about some of these. Um, these are all real things taken from my Facebook page before we did this it. podcast. I can't believe it. I really... <laughs> it's true, man. I even, I even linked, uh, I sent John a link uh, to, for our listeners here, I sent John a link uh, to, to one of these uh regarding the Super Bowl, it's just, it's pretty crazy stuff. So let me give you, give you a few examples from my own feed, primarily from Hebrew Roots folks, um, which is to our discredit, but here it goes. All right. One, Israel is going on lockdown because the rabbis are meeting with the Messiah. This one doesn't sound too bad, but the truth is it's, it's just not true. Like people post this stuff, oh, they're going on lockdown because the rabbis are really meeting with Yeshua, like Yeshua's there in Israel. It's just not true. Um, and and stuff like that makes me, I, I'll read it and I'll be like, uh, why would I believe anything you say? Because you're sharing misinformation. And I think it's easily found uh, to not be true. Let me give a few, few more examples. Quote, God or NASA? Who's lying about the shape of the earth, unquote. Uh, this is, I think we've addressed this a little bit in previous podcasts, but the flat earth phenomenon is really, really strong in the Hebrew Roots movement, and it's to our absolute shame. I heard Bill Cloud, a Hebrew Roots teacher, said, look, if flat earth is part of Hebrew Roots, I'm out. He said, he's like, nope, I'm not even going to touch this. I'm, I'm out. Um, it's it's gotten that bad. I, I shared with John right before we began this podcast uh, yesterday, a friend in the Lord uh, who I used to fellowship with uh, back in Minnesota. He posted on his Facebook page a video, a recent video from, I believe, the International Space Station. And you can see the curvature of the Earth in the background. And um, nothing nothing bad about it, just it's a beautiful view. Uh, you're in space seeing, seeing the world. And and what's in the comments to this post, uh, dozens, if not close to 100, some comments um, saying, oh, it's a fisheye lens. It's, it's hiding the truth of the flat earth from you. This is a lie from NASA. Oh, they're lying when they're, they show this video. I, just unbelievable stuff. Right, so I I'm gonna, that. Yeah, I remember, ahead. this is just a, as an aside, I remember yeah. when... Uh, a couple of years ago and we had to go on the messianic leadership roundtable cruise and we had, and yes. they bust us from uh, Orlando to uh, Port Canaveral. And of course, what do we see in the background on the drive? You know, we see the big uh, hangar where all of the rockets are assembled and right there NASA. I said, yeah, that's it. That's it folks. Never a straight answer. 
<laughs> anyway, we got an answer. <laughs> okay, yeah, good, good. Um, I, the the insanity of that conspiracy would basically mean that not only NASA, not only the United States government, not only the Israeli government, but governments from around the world, including India, China, Russia, and many others, well, I think, are I think all the, lying about the shape of the Earth. Well, I think over fifty thousand agencies in total between 50, govern, between governments, militaries, scientists. Mm-hmm. Uh, the airlines and uh, you know news people—they have all been bought and sold uh, for yeah. the flat Earth. I would also. And then, of add... course, there are questions about how some of our technology works because a lot oh, of GPS. the science, a lot of the science and the geometry that goes into it assumes a round spherical yes. planet. That's right. That's right. So look, uh, we're we're not even going to spend time debunking this one that's been done thoroughly elsewhere. Um, it's just, it, it deeply bothers me that disciples of Yeshua, people who genuinely, sincerely love God, uh, love the Torah, love the Gospels, uh, would would fall for such nonsense. Um, and so, again, the, the bottom line of this episode, I, I really want us to be more discerning in the information we share and, and to be more careful when we engage in these discussions about disputable matters. Um, so yeah, it, this, this one is, is absolute uh, nonsense, but it's going around and it's still very popular. I'm seeing it on my, my, my Facebook page as recently as yesterday. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the flat earth issue, uh, and this is, of course, I think the, the epitome of how bad it's gotten when a, particularly approaching some of the early Genesis discussions. Mm. is well you know if you don't believe in a flat earth and you are not taking the bible seriously and literally and you are severely compromised Mm. and there's no doubting the fact that already particularly with millennials and young people they are already you know asking questions and inquiring about now wait a second how do you know for certain that the universe is only six thousand years old you know, mm-hmm. because there are mm-hmm. other people in theology who are offering the other interpretations that I think are much better researched or they make much more sense to me. And we've got some things as a Messianic community, Hebrew roots community, that we will have to be dealing with in the future regarding those matters, whether we like it or not. That's right. That's right. There, I, I think some of those things are tied to to the flat earth, as you mentioned, too. Um, people say that if you don't hold to flat earth and um, you're not ho- or you're not holding to um, a 6000 year old model, then then you're in heresy land, which just isn't true. It just isn't true. Um, so I, I'm, I'm certain that John and I uh, will we'll cover this in a future podcast, too. Um, but, yeah, these things uh, these things hurt our witness. Um, some of these things, some of these, uh, this nonsense being posted, I think has in, the, the amount of nonsense has increased with COVID. And before I read just a few of these COVID related ones, I want to say, look, it doesn't mean we have to believe all the official figures. It doesn't mean we can't question was the virus uh, created by the Chinese government or did it come about naturally through eating bats or whatever look you can question those things i, I get that i i understand Batman does have... not approve of that <laughs> what say that again batman does not approve of batman that. <laughs> <laughs> right right oh man yeah i i, I when when um, the coronavirus first started last year i posted a little meme where 
it was the CDC shaking hands with the book of Leviticus saying, don't eat bats. <laughs> so, um, anyway, uh, I'm, I, so I just say all that to preface. It doesn't mean we have to believe everything, but we have to stop um, posting so much falsehood because it hurts our witness. So here's some examples. One quote, the coronavirus vaccine is the mark of the beast, unquote. This is something that's so prevalent, not just in messianic circles, but Dr. Michael Brown sees this so often in evangelical circles that he recently wrote a post, a Facebook post and an article on uh, stream.org, I believe, uh, about exactly this. He says, look, it's not the mark of the beast. Every time some big government mandated thing or government encouraged thing comes out, people say it's the mark of the beast. I've, I've been around long enough to remember dozens of marks of the beast. I don't know about you, John, but I remember like visa cards, like the card that you use to pay for right. things was the well, mark of the beast. <laughs> you know, I, when it comes to the coronavirus vaccine is the mark of the beast. Mm-hmm. And mind you, in, in, in Israel right now, it is true that you have to have the green pass on your uh, card. smartphone yeah, in order to prove that, okay, I'm vaccinated and now I can go to the supermarket, the uh, shopping mall, the health club, whatever it is. Entertainment, yeah, movie and, theaters. And some yeah. people don't like that. They think it's, sure. hey, this is, this is- I understand. Uh, this is preparatory toward the mark of the beast. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, various European countries, especially a particular central European country that doesn't have a great reputation about uh, collecting information on people anyway. Uh, <laughs> Germany is trying to collect, you know, databases of people and all of this. And and so, okay, um, I understand the concern, but you go into Revelation, it's very clear. The mark of the beast is associated with the false prophet uh, giving life to this image of the beast and commanding that the entire world worship the beast. And then mm-hmm. this mark of the beast is given as a sign of loyalty to the beast and worship of the beast. And the last time I checked, um, you know, whether you like the idea of the coronavirus vaccine or not, I haven't seen little statues to uh, Anthony Fauci or uh, any of these ca- characters uh, mm-hmm. at, at the at the hospital or the clinic or, or, or anything. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, there are going to be questions about, uh, is this going to make me sterile? Am I going to have a stroke, a heart attack? Okay. Uh, I'll, but it's not the mark of the beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Michael Brown has a, like I mentioned, a fantastic article kind of debunking that um, it's not the mark of the beast. Guarantee it. We're going to be here in another five, 10 years. And someone's going to say this new thing is the mark of the beast. Um, This just isn't it folks. Um, One more with coronavirus. And then I I want to touch on some political ones as well. Quote, 100% proof coronavirus outbreak is staged and faked to round up believers. Uh, With as John just said, there are questions of, is the government, is there government overreach in the coronavirus uh, trouble that we've had this, this epidemic? Yes. I understand that. Um, That said, I don't, when people say that the coronavirus is, is fake, uh, this is highly insulting to me. I had a a friend who helped me with um, Hava Messianic radio. He was one of the admins with me. He helped create this radio station I've been running for a decade now. 
Um, he died of coronavirus um, last year, uh, very early on in the in the uh, coronavirus epidemic. So when people say that it's faked, I, I I just I'm insulted by that. People I know I know people who have died. Um, a dear friend in the Lord who attended my congregation in back in Minnesota. Um, her brother just died in November, just a few months ago. And then uh, I guess this was about one month ago now, her twin sister also died of coronavirus. Um, so I know people personally who have died of coronavirus. And when people tell me, no, all the numbers are fake. Look, there may be questions about, are the numbers inflated? Okay. Um, there's even an argument to go the other way. They actually may be deflated based on how they're counting. But regardless coronavirus is real and has killed people. It doesn't mean that everyone is, is at high risk. I understand that recovery is 99%. I, I get all that. But I really, it, it bothers me when people say that it's not real, like no one's dying of coronavirus. That's, that's just a load of, of, of horse hockey. Um, and it is dangerous to some people, especially if you are already ill with other diseases. Maybe you have diabetes. Maybe you have other comorbidities. Uh, maybe you're elderly. It is dangerous for some people. Uh, and so when people uh, have been going around, especially Hebrew Roots folks, going on their Facebook pages, going on their Twitter profiles saying, it's not real, This no, the, all the numbers are fake, no one's dying of coronavirus. No, it's just not true. And it's, it, it, it actually grieves me deeply to, say, to, to see people saying this nonsense. Well, I know if there's 100% if there's something that's 100% about this whole coronavirus, COVID-19 phenomenon, it is absolutely true. It's caused people to be suspicious of one another, to distrust one another, and it has not only broken, but even terminated many relationships that people have with their uh, mm. friends and family members. Uh, yes. Because mm. so much of this has been polarized. And, and I know that a lot of things will just come out in time. You know, how many people have died directly be, because of getting this versus mm -hmm. they have already had uh, all so these preconditions and this just pushed sure. them over the edge. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I remember uh, reading something that a Messianic rabbi posted a few days ago uh, on social media. He says, I'm not convinced that many people have died of coronavirus, but I, ha I am convinced that many people have died with coronavirus. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. So if somebody was already in really lousy shape, this is just what put them in the hospital and put them over. Uh, but again, yeah, we're just going to have to wait and find out. Uh, mm -hmm. And and along with that, did this come from, you know, underdone bat soup? Was it out of some Chinese military laboratory? I mean, who knows? We would, yeah. we, we're just going to have to find out. Um, but I, I know, I looking, yeah. but looking through all of these different things that you've put together, yes. uh, there are a lot of people here uh, who pass this kind of crap along. They just want attention. Mm, they just mm. want attention. Mm, and, mm. and this is the way they think that they can get attention. And, you know, why do they want attention? You know, is their prayer life deficient? Is their study of the Bible deficient? Mm -hmm. Or does, is this what makes them feel somehow quote unquote special? I mean, if, if half of these things, if, if 5% of these things are true, I would be terrified to leave my home. 
I, I mean, I would, why, why share these things with anybody on social media? They <laughs> might find out, you know, interesting. I might be taken out by the super, by the lasers. I mean, you know, <laughs> I think you're onto something there, John. Why do people share these things? I think because it gives, it makes you feel a little special. It makes you feel like, Hey, I have this insider information, you know, it's like a modern version of the Gnostics or something, the knowers, right? I know what's going, I know the truth of these things. Well, I remember there was, there was a scene in the film, The Matrix, uh, mm-hmm. where, of course, the, the analogy is everyone is plugged into this matrix and they're slaves and they don't even know it. Yeah. And, and one of the, uh, the men who's on, this, on their ship is talking to the agent and they're at this restaurant and he's eating the steak and he says, look, if I help you out, I want to be plugged in and I don't want any knowledge that I have. Yeah, I want that's to be right. rich. Yeah. I want to be a movie star. I want to be someone famous, somebody important. I don't want any knowledge of this. Yeah. Um, I mean, that really should be your reaction if any of these things are even partially the case. You know, mm-hmm. God, you know, just, you know, give me a stroke and let me live as a vegetable <laughs> in some hospital bed. I mean, you know, I want out. I, mean, I don't want to know what, what any of this. I was happier know. before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I look, man, as you said, perhaps there's some truth here and there about some of these, but um, so much of it is nonsense that it, 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 it's so I, I keep harping on this. It so hurts our credibility, man, that I'm just, warning Kamala I, Harris may be the biblical whore, whore of Babylon. Babylon. <laughs> now, now, if they had said Kamala Harris may be a no, I mean, that would have been I mean, OK, oh, man. I mean, people yeah. said that about Melania Trump. All sure. right. Sure. You know? and, yeah, now, um, and it's insulting. You shouldn't be saying things like that. Hmm. But I mean, really, the audacity the mm-hmm. biblical whore of Babylon. You might not like her. You might disagree with her policies, <laughs> right. but right. don't, I mean, don't speak presumptuously like this. Exactly. Uh, I mean, exactly. I remember uh, years ago, you know, Monty Judah went out there and he promoted some of his false predictions. And one of the biggest ones involved how Prince Charles of Wales, you know, his name added up to 666 and he was the anti-Messiah. Not yeah. he's on this list of potential candidates. Uh, that he is no he is the anti-messiah yeah Um, even even some speculation uh when it this one is kind of phrased as kind of an open-ended question i still have a problem with this one warning kamala harris may be the biblical whore of babylon look that sort of speculation is so it's just not right for Yeshua's disciples. Maybe, again, maybe if you want to speculate how world events are playing out, okay. But coming out and even even saying that and then sharing it on your Facebook profile, it's not right. It, there's, there's a wrong spirit here. It's, it's, it's just, it's something strikes me as so wrong that Yeshua's disciples are doing this. It really bothers me. Along the same lines, you mentioned um, Mani Judah coming up with saying Prince Charles is the Antichrist. Uh, this one recently got some media attention in a bad way. There is a, uh, a, a, I guess he's a Christian teacher who has teamed up with Bill Cloud, who is a Hebrew roots teacher. This Christian teacher's name is Perry Stone. Oh, right. Perry Stone. Yeah. Perry Stone. Um, I, I gather he's not Hebrew roots himself, but he has worked with Bill Cloud. I don't quite Right. And they're both the from the same uh, region and area in Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Okay. So Perry Stone 
uh, puts out a teaching, a video, where he says, Joe Biden's name in Hebrew means, alas, judgment. Uh, that is, that's kind of his, this whole video. And this was picked up by some left-wing organizations, including an organization called Right Wing Media Watch that kind of monitors our conservative media and then tweets about abuses in various kinds. And then after they tweeted it, then uh, Yair Rosenberg from, I think he, he, he writes for Slate magazine, he writes a whole article about Perry Stone's video and says, look, this is just bad Hebrew. Like it, you, you could pick apart the Hebrew and swing it different ways. And he, and then it, Rosenberg says, yeah, look, in fact, Perry Stone's own name in Hebrew, it could be pre, and then it would be um, Samik uh, Tet Nun, which is Satan, right? Like you, you, you could make his name out to be pre Satan, which would mean fruit of Satan or offspring yeah. of Satan. Like, I love it. So, I love it. Yeah. So, so you, <laughs> It's just bad Hebrew, right? I mean, but, <laughs> some people just don't know where to stop. They want attention. They have to keep yeah. their, you know, mm. social media followers going. They have to be, you know, Perhaps. yeah. You know, they, they just create, you know, they have to, to, to they have, they've got to package this and sell it. Um, yeah. So they yeah. can, I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's absurd. It um, is, it is. And it's, and obscene. It is. it's not just absurd, it's obscene. Yeah, it uh, because is. indeed it is. there are serious issues, and and this is what I this is what I believe. I believe there there are all these things. Um, like one of the things you put on your list, and I haven't looked into this, but I would just like to know how this works. Mm-hmm. CERN, the Physics Experimental Lab for Particle Collision, okay, is opening demonic portals to hell. I mean, really, <laughs> how in the hell does that work <laughs> scientifically? I'd like to know. Yeah, yep. I, mean, uh, I understand. This is probably some, you know, one of these NGOs, non-governmental organizations. They've mm-hmm. uh, they've gotten a lot of money into into this. I, I believe it's in like Switzerland and Germany and France right, or something like that. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's really big. Um, so right there, a lot of money probably wasted. Uh, but okay, and and they're and particle collision. All right. Um, but how would that? How would they just scientifically be able to open demonic portals to hell? I mean, I just it's, like to know it, that. Right. It's a terrible misunderstanding of like how science works. Science deals with the natural world. It, it doesn't mean that oh, through science, suddenly we can detect demons. No, it, that's not how science right. works. This isn't the Ghostbusters. All right. <laughs> exactly. Um, it, but, but it shows but, that people who aren't experts in the subject right. matter, they may they might not know, and so they just post things that they think are true. Right. And there, of course, have been, I believe, legitimate scientific studies proving that there are parallel universes and there are multiple dimensions mm. and everything else. OK, uh, presumably God does not reside, quote unquote, in our dimension, Inside the universe. Yeah, you, know, okay. you know, he is not in he's not a part of our universe. He's sure. sure. He sits out, so he yeah. sits in some other dimension. Yeah, but um, I don't think we can artificially get there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just don't see that happening. Uh, <laughs> right. So right. I would like, so I just don't think this is something that is feasible. Uh, <laughs> but again, people that, you know, they got to have the sizzle. They got to have the sensational, you know, in order yeah. to gain that following, in order to get people to write them the five and six digit checks. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. That, that, that kind yeah. of thing. And, and this, the, these kinds of points, you know, they, they just keep people going and they keep people, uh, you know, they, they think that they've got the inside scoop. Whereas yeah. I think if we saw some of the things that 
genuinely have happened or are going on behind the scenes and are classified, we would be like, um, you know, one of those people in men in, in black, you know, <laughs> I want you to flash me, you know, I want to forget yeah, about yeah, this. Forget it. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I think in, in, as you mentioned, there are folks who just want attention. That's true. I think there's also folks that are well-intentioned and aren't experts in the subject matter. And so they end up posting misinformation. I think the Perry Stone one about Joe Biden's name might be an example of that. I, I'm willing to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. I don't think he was like deliberately trying to mislead people. I think he's not an expert in Hebrew. And right, so but, then he, but he has a massive following and is a massive influence right. on people. That's and right. surely there are better things for us to talk about. And I, yeah, and and the, and actually, the way you really find out whether someone's been sent by God for judgment or a blessing is look at their actions. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Look the, at their yeah, actions. Their fruit. Yeah, that's yeah, what. Yeah. That's what. Uh, yeah. You know, February eleventh, twenty twenty one, will witness a sign in the heavens, the sign of the coming of the Son of Man. Well, of course, that passes by. <laughs> that, and nothing happens. Um, yeah, not a not a blip. Um, um, some one of these others. I mean, I love this one. This is I can't believe this. <laughs> I can't believe this. Okay. The 32 teams of the NFL plus Super Baal champion <laughs> correlate to the 33rd degree of Freemasons. I mean, come on, people. Yeah, I mean, if you want yeah. to talk about the Freemasons, talk about the Freemasons. Don't talk about yeah. this kind of stuff. Yeah. This makes you um, look like you are stupid. Beyond that, it makes you look crazy because you kind of are. Look, um, Super don't Baal. Like <laughs> Super Baal instead of Super Bowl. We're talking the, the ancient... Uh, god of 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 semitic origin but all look if if you really believe those things again you could you could say i don't like the super bowl i don't like the entertainment i don't like the sexuality of the halftime show whatever okay fine but when you get into these things and you talk about you know the 32 teams of the nfl plus the super baal champion correlating to the 33rd degree of freemason that's crazy stuff and look you know, we right. I mean, there's it. enough bad stuff that gets communicated to people at the halftime show. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Look, and, you and, don't and, have to and, go and, too deep. Sure. And there are people who believe that in the halftime show, there are hidden occultic themes. And we certainly yeah. know it's sexual. That's sure, sure. that's bad enough. Yeah. Uh, but the problem uh, is, John, this turns people off. Think about a young person who is a believer, but they're young and they're they're just in the beginning, right. early days trying to find their way in faith. And they come across someone saying this, that the teams of the NFL are parts of, you know, correlate to the 33 degree Freemason. It's just crazy stuff. And it makes young people say, oh, my gosh, I don't want anything to do with those people because they are nuts. And they're kind of right. Some of these things are absolutely nuts. Look, you can have strange beliefs. That's the other thing, too. John, I have beliefs that are weird. I read books with really weird, crazy out there premises. Uh, Even last year, I was reading this book about how we might achieve medical immortality. Crazy, crazy stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's crazy, right? But there are legitimate questions. (laughs) I don't have, that's the other thing though, man. I don't go to a Hebrew roots conference. I don't put out videos talking about how this is going to achieve because that would reflect on me and my faith. I can have strange beliefs. I can have out there things, but when it, it, becomes tied to my faith it actually lowers yeshua's reputation and these things these quotes that i've taken from my own facebook pages from believers from messianic people 
these lower Yeshua's reputation because so much of it is untruth and so much so much of it turns people off, whether young believers, people who are on the fence, skeptics, rational thinkers. Um, it turns people away from people of faith, from God, when they right. see this nonsense. On well, if you're going to get into a conspiracy, if you're really going to get into something, find something that has a broad base of some support. Mm, you know, mm. who's promoting this? You know, some someone in their basement or attic with a lot of free time on their hands yeah. and they have nothing better to do. So they're going to post the Super Bowl champion and yeah. you know, this other I, stuff. I, John, or, I think you touched you know, on it. Or like, like one, um, one thing that I have, uh, I haven't watched it recently, but there's a very lengthy series on Amazon Prime called Hunting Hitler. And mm-hmm. on that series, uh, some of the main people are involved are a former CIA agent, uh, a member of the International Criminal Court, a former director in the U.S. Marshals, and they go to Germany, and they go to Spain and the Canary Islands and Argentina and Colombia, among the places I've seen so far. And, you know, they are able to find, okay, here's some things that we have uncovered with radar. Here's some tunnels that we have unearthed and dug Mm -hmm. up. Here's some people who 75 years later are terrified to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Here is... A woman with the last name Gehring, who is mm. a grandniece of Herman Gehring, living sure. in rural, Argent- to Argentina. rural Argentina. Right. Yeah. It's like, huh? Some I mean, Nazis, that's yeah. one thing, okay? Yeah. Where you're that's... actually, you know, looking at all these declassified documents from the U.S. and the U.K. and the Soviet Union and everything else. But mm-hmm. some of these other things, you know, I just had a dream. I just had a feeling. Yeah. You know? where it's it, you don't have the weight of evidence look right what are you on that's what i'd like to know interesting yeah you know, i think I, you I touched on out, it earlier though john i found you... out recently that you, you ever watch the television the, the the series coneheads sure yeah okay yeah. so dan Aykroyd apparently came up with the idea for the conehead while smoking a joint Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and so we, you okay. wonder. And it's a funny these... series, but we don't need people who are coming mm-hmm. up with ideas after they have been smoking joints. I, man, I don't know how how to explain it because some of these things are so far off the wall. I, uh, the best I can say is some people are not mentally stable. Yeah, maybe maybe drugs are involved. I don't know. Some of these things clearly, it's like there is not a mentally stable individual who's behind these things. The other thing, John, you said earlier. Look, I think there's a lot there's better things we can do with our time as Yeshua's disciples than um, spend all of our time in these conspiracy theories. There are better conspiracies to invest in. <laughs> There's even better conspiracies. Okay. Fair enough. I, my personal, my personal suggestion to folks watching is be very, very skeptical of the in- information you find on the web and then be even more skeptical if you're going to share it. Like you need to do some investigation. I mean, it would have we'll, been we'll far better. Bit, but... It would have been far better than, 32 teams plus Super Baal champion correlate to the 33rd degree of Freemasons. Yeah, yeah, I am mean, yeah. sorry. Even when I was in AP U.S. history, mm-hmm. a junior in high school, okay, even then we knew that mm-hmm. when Washington, D.C. was built, that all of the, you know, different roads in Washington, D.C., you know, they correspond to different Masonic symbols. Yeah, yeah. You know, we even yeah. knew that. You know, yeah, and sure. some of the architecture in Washington, D.C. corresponded to, to Masonic symbols. Go after that. Mm, you know, mm, sure. Yeah. Everyone knows that. 
You know, <laughs> look on the back of a one dollar bill. You know, sure, <laughs> all seeing eye. Go after that. I know, I know. Go There's so much better obvious. ones you could go. But e- even even on on a bigger level, John, I feel like man, people are are struggling with all kinds of addictions. We have real problems in our society with abortion, with pornography. Um, if we're fighting all of these. I don't know, these like hidden evils with conspiracies, I feel like we're putting our we're putting all of our effort in the, into the wrong place. There are some very visible, uh, visible, uh, easy to target evils in our society um, that don't involve tinfoil cap wearing conspiracy right. theorists smoking. Jokes. And I think for more of the the sound and stable people who are just genuinely concerned about what's happening in our world. Um, You know, they believe, okay, we're living in the last days, that we're getting closer to the Lord's return. Mm -hmm. Certain things are to be anticipated, namely a one world government and one world economic system. Mm -hmm. And they want that to be staved off as far as possible. So when, you know, certain elections don't turn out the way they had hoped or planned or prayed for, they begin asking questions. Okay, what happened? Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, certain people told me to expect this, and this is what apparently didn't take place. So I know people are very, very concerned, and they are searching for answers. And there are, unfortunately, not enough people in just the community of faith at large, and yes, even the Messianic community, who are not trying to, okay, there's a conspiracy out there, we know it from Holy Scripture, and it's between God and Satan, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, that's the conspiracy that we, whether we like it or not, as humans on this planet have been thrust into, you know, light versus darkness. Yes. And yes. now we don't know how many of the forces or darkness are really too far in the dark for us to even know about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if they're there, the only thing we can really do is seek the father of all truth and say, God, you're going to have to protect us supernaturally like you did your people in the Exodus and like you did the believers in the book of Acts. Because yep. if it's a, if it's even remotely as bad as perhaps we suspect it is, in our mortal strength, we ultimately can't do anything about it. That's right. A lot of these conspiracies, suppose all of the ones that John and I just read were true, what are we going to do about it exactly? Like, okay, what if the earth really was flat? Would it change my walk with the Lord? It wouldn't. Would it make me distrust the government? I, I don't trust the government to begin with. I, <laughs> so many of these things are like, I, so what? Like, even if they were true, why would I be spending all my time on it? I Look, I've got, I, I have responsibilities in the Lord that those callings are, are, are far more important to me. Um, the calling on my life in the Lord, to my family, to my wife, uh, to my community, these things are way more important than any of the things raised. Even if it was true that the 32 football teams in the NFL happened to correlate to free. Look, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. So I, I think you're right, John. And, and we'll yeah, get I mean, into... it'd be more better to, to focus on why some of these sports teams are, are going to be changing their names. Sure. Because yeah. Of yeah. Political correctness. <laughs> right. And, right. Yeah. And what's yeah. the big deal with Mr. And Mrs. Potato Head? I mean, <laughs> I know. And, and Dr. Seuss now, I don't know if you heard about that. They're right. Six I mean, Dr. that's, those are the well. kinds of things we should actually <laughs> be a little more concerned about because they will yeah. hit home yeah. much quicker yeah. than any of these other things. 
Indeed. There's two more I want to touch on with. And I don't politics. even know how the whole thing about what are we up to now? 72 gender. I don't know. Is it 72? Oh, genders? how many? No, it's I don't more even know how that, that works. Yeah, it's, it's more than that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wild. It's, it's truly wild. Um, and that's, we're seeing that battle play out like even in Congress. I don't know if you saw there, one woman in Congress put up a transgender flag and then the office right across from her um, put up a, a banner saying there are only two genders and they kept going back and forth with like so this those things are like playing out in our society even in our government right uh, and you see i i am in my own natural speech i am inclined Mm -hmm. to say things like he or she sure you know Mm -hmm. or him or her so i just don't say you know he or him I, Mm -hmm. i i i say both but but we've gone way beyond that Indeed, indeed. Some of the crazy things in our society. So these are things that could be addressed. Yes, you can even spend some time on those things. And perhaps it'd be more, it it would be more fruitful than some of the things we've just mentioned. I want to mention two more things. And then we're going to move on to why is this even important? Maybe you're some of our listeners aren't convinced, like, you know, who cares? Why? What if I post something that turns out false? Oh, well, who cares? I, I want to talk about why that's important. But first, two final quotes. Again, these are real ones from my uh, Facebook friends. Um, both of them are political. I'm going to read both of them and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit about them. Quote, during Biden's inaugura- inauguration, a scroll named Justice was opened in heaven and it spoke to me. Massive voter fraud will soon be exposed. That's what the scroll spoke to this person in a dream. Second quote, We'll talk kind of about both of these. Thus saith the Lord, Biden is not president, never will be, and Trump will be sworn into office in June. Both of these things purport to be divine revelation. One is God speaking to a person. Another one is God giving a person a dream, uh, saying that, and in the dream, the scroll says massive voter fraud will be exposed. This isn't to say that there weren't irregularities, that there, there perhaps was some fraud in the election. That's entirely possible. But when people post these things that uh, Trump is really going to be reelected somehow in this, in this year, like he's going to be back in office in June, folks, it's not going to happen. Even Dr. Michael Brown wrote about this too, that so many evangelicals are pinning their hopes on all these prophets who said, no, it's coming in May. No, it's coming in June where Trump is going to be put back just as as the Lord spoke. They're trying to save face. It's like these false prophets are trying to save face. And again and again, they're proved wrong and people need to stop believing them and stop posting this trash on, on YouTube, on social media, because these things are just false. Look, President Biden according to the laws of our nation and now affirmed by the Supreme court, he's the president. I don't, I don't particularly like it. He's not my cup of tea. I'm not a big fan of Kamala Harris, although I don't think she's the whore of Babylon. That said, he is our president and we have to accept it. Otherwise we are living in delusional world where we're just pretending, Oh, he's not my, no, it's going to be overturned. No, no, it's, it's past my friends. So please stop posting this misinformation. John, what do you think about these political? Well, I um, think people need to watch what they say. That's yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, and again, I think so (laughs) much of this is uh, they are trying to gain a following and they want attention. I think Mm -hmm. that's the underlying cause politics being what politics is. uh, Things can change on a dime in Washington. 
They can change on a dime. In my case, in my state down in Austin, uh, that's just the way politics is. Sure. Uh, you know, Joe Biden could go to sleep tonight and not wake up. I think that's sure. what a lot of people are need to be concerned about more than uh, that seems some more of likely. these other things that uh, <laughs> that can happen. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. there are a lot of people, even on the Democratic side, who are very concerned about his cognitive abilities. Sure. Um, sure. And if you're going to pass around any meme, you know, pass around the meme where he's signing executive orders with Crayola and he's got his <laughs> his, uh, you know, juicy juice and his goldfish crackers next to him and his little bib and <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, one of the Fisher Price uh <laughs> Yeah. You know, the, the cow says moo, you know, I mean, I mean, that's what I would be more concerned about regarding Biden than some of these other matters. Yeah. Now, look, governments, you know, can change on a dime. And as we get closer to Yeshua's return, there are things that are going to happen in governments all over the world that will cause the, our planet and its system of just stability to become mm-hmm. unstable. Uh, All right. Mm -hmm. And uh, in political science in particular, you know, because our American system is very unique. When you look at more parliamentary types of government, uh, you know, a parliamentary government, you know, based on the Westminster model, they can have a vote of no confidence for the prime minister. and You can have a new leader within a day. Um, Mm -hmm. That is something that does happen in parliamentary governments. Um, You know, one of the things that's very unique about our American Republic is between the election of one president and the installation, I'm sorry, between yeah, our election and then the beginning of a new administration, we have a transition of about two and a half months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas when the British Parliament has an election and there's a clear winner of which party is going to control the next government, do you know when the new prime minister goes into office? Is it the next day or something? It's the next day. Yeah, okay. It is the next day because there's already a shadow cabinet Mm. and you already pretty much know who's going to go right into those government uh, ministries. And so all the prime minister has to do is call the palace and uh, tell the queen that he needs an audience and that he's going to uh, resign. And he advises the monarch to invite the leader of the opposition to form the next government. And uh, in other systems, it works very, very similarly, but the transition is much, much faster. So, you know, I understand those who say, oh, you know, things can be different. Look, you know, people resign, people die, you know, people get incapacitated all the time. Uh, Yeah, I understand that. Do you you remember the film Dave? Uh, Do you ever watch the movie Dave with Kevin Kline? Okay. Uh, So uh, you have... Uh, the president, who's named Bill Mitchell, and then this fellow, Dave, who looks exactly like the president, and the Secret Service recruits him for being a double. Uh, sure, and okay. he meets the president, and he looks exactly like the president. Uh, and there is some function at a major hotel in Washington, and the president goes off and has an affair with some staffer. And Dave is the one who goes to the limousine, and while he is driving to the White House, uh, the real president has a massive stroke. And so mm-hmm. Dave has to take the place of the president for a few months and mm-hmm. nobody realizes it except you know, the president's chief of staff and a few members of the secret service. I and see. of course there, there's an agenda behind it and everything. And eventually um, 
you know, the president who's been in a coma for months, he dies and they have to, they have to do something about it. Uh, mm-hmm. But okay. I mean, things happen, but, uh, but come on. Um, let's just play with this for a moment. Let's assume Trump does get back in. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, let's, let's just, let's just play with this for a moment. Good. Why are you pinning all of your hopes on Donald Trump? Yes. Why? Yes. Why? He is Why? not the Messiah. <laughs> no, he's not the Messiah. He's a human being. That's right. You know, you know That's right. and Donald Trump, you know, no matter how shallow or how deep the deep state is, Donald mm-hmm. Trump cannot overthrow the beast. Mm, yeah. Okay. Only Yeshua the Messiah can overthrow the beast. That's right. You know, uh, Donald yep. Trump cannot uh, provide you with the true security and the true peace that only the Prince of Peace can. That's right. That's right. I think you're you're underlining the, the fact that so many believers have pinned so much of our hopes, our our desires for culture, our desires for where we want the culture to go, on Donald Trump. Um, and look, he's he's not that guy. Donald Trump. I, I, I liked a lot of the things that he did. I think his personal life was quite a mess, frankly, as far as um, righteousness goes. Um, maybe he changed while he was in office. I don't know. But um, he's not the Messiah. Dr. Michael Brown recently wrote something similar. And if you know Michael Brown, he's conservative. He's the evangelical conservative. He's on the right. He's often targeted by leftist groups. Brown wrote this article saying, look, we can't pin all of our hopes on Trump. And the comments from evangelicals was to accuse Michael Brown, the conservative, of being a shill for leftists. I I was just blown away. Like people are so tied up in this idea that Trump is still going to be president, that if you say anything against it, then you're you're working for the enemy. You're a leftist shill. It's it's truly remarkable. One of the things that I I will caution folks as we get into ways to avoid some of this nonsense in the latter half of this podcast um, is when it comes to politics, be cognizant of the reality that politics blinds people. It does. Like you can you can be thinking clearly about this, but because it's from a guy who's on the other party, you suddenly you can't see clearly and you're going to demonize this thing because it, it's not the right political persuasion. So politics really throws our, our rational thinking uh, for a loop. So we do have to be on guard, especially against politics. Well, I know um, that, I know that within the past year, starting with, and we, and yes, the, what was supposed to be a, we're, we're, we're coming to the one year anniversary of what was supposed to be a two week lockdown. Right. Um, you know, this past year between COVID-19, between the uh, different riots and the Black Lives Matter and the mm-hmm. George Floyd uh, death, and then yes. all these things involving election 2020 and ongoing dramas, this has been an important year. It, it's been an unexpected year. Sure. Uh, in particular, in the Messianic community, a lot of fault lines have been exposed mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. You know, in the Messianic Jewish community, and mind you, there are the, the two major denominations. There's the UMJC, which on the whole sits more on the political left. There's the, there's the MJAA, which is definitely more on the political right. Uh, although I think what has come out in the past year is that it's, it is divided along generational lines with the mm. more the baby boomers on the right and the younger people on the left. Um, which was unexpected 
for pub, more, more public consumption. But there have been a lot of things that have come out that we have needed to know uh, moving ahead because, mm-hmm. all right, all these people are like, oh, you know, Trump is our savior, Trump, Trump, Trump. Look, and I love Donald Trump. I voted for him. Um, my parents even more were enthusiastic ab- ab- about him. Um, mm. You know, but we also approached him as a human being with flaws. Yes. Yep. But, but we saw him as an outsider. We saw him as someone who's very strong on, on defense, very strong on business, and very strong on our religious freedoms and liberties. Mm-hmm. And, and a friend yes, of Israel, he, too. He yeah. was a yes, the strongest supporter of Israel in I don't know how many years, mm-hmm. uh, but he was a human and he had flaws. And no, we may not have communicated things the way that, that he did, uh, but he definitely uh, got some important things done. And uh, I think that for those who were critical of him when he was president, uh, they, they shouldn't have been. Uh, mm-hmm. They're going to miss having Donald Trump on the uh, when we consider some of the things that might actually uh, be coming in our own country, but we just have to. But you know, we just have to wait uh, and and see. We can't speak presumptuously. But are we on Team Trump or are we on Team Yeshua? I mean, what That's is right. the more important thing? And you know, I, I think that we are in for some very very uh, uncertain times. Uh, with our own messianic faith community and what mm-hmm. this election has done. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there's some ongoing situations directly involved with the election in the messianic community uh, that are very concerning as they involve our future. And, you know, it, it is true that there is a huge gap between the the boomers and the millennials. And there are things that uh, matter, subject matters, particular issues that very much are on the hearts and minds of millennials and the boomers couldn't give a proverbial blank about it. You know, they just couldn't. Mm -hmm. And and that's Mm -hmm. wrong. And, and we don't want to end up in a situation where we end up talking at one another and fail to talk with one another. Yep. Yeah. I hundred percent agree. I think there is that generational divide we we are seeing in the messianic movement. We saw this recently with some political situations too. I know some younger Messianic Jewish friends who were upset that uh, an older Messianic man was at um, the Capitol Hill rally that became a riot. Um, and so, yeah, there's there's been a lot of dispute along those lines as well. And well, I think, and I think what what we are finding out more than anything else, mm-hmm. um, as I talk to people more on the Boomer side, and I try to just sound them out to to, to get what their feel is. Uh, because in evangelicalism over the past year, we got to find out yeah. that there's this huge progressive wave that is hitting evangelicalism mm, and mm. people getting into more of the whole social justice thing. And they're moving toward mm. LGBTQ and, mm-hmm. and these other very, you know, left-wing causes. And, you know, well, what happened to evangelicalism? You know, well, it's not the 1980s anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1980s have been gone for quite some time. And I think that for many people in the Messianic community who were boomers, uh, people who came into the Messianic community from non-Jewish backgrounds because they thought it would be more conservative and that it would have a higher regard of scripture, particularly as it concerns the law and all of this. It was naive of them to think that this progressive wave wasn't going to affect the Messianic community as well. Mm, and so, and so yeah. there were, some, something was just ripe to happen. 
And, and, yeah. and so much of this, um, you know, some of these situations, it, some of it does come down to some, a number of the very causes that uh, actually result in this list that you, uh, you know, put together. Mm-hmm. There yeah. are people who want attention. Yeah. There are yeah. people who want to be somebody. Mm-hmm. There are people who want to say, you know, I did this or I was there. And you know, to, ah, be honest, mm-hmm. to be honest, if you knew more of what was probably going on behind the scenes, you would want to go run and hide somewhere and make sure that you had the cyanide capsule uh, <laughs> in the heel of your perhaps. shoe. You really would. <laughs> I want to move on to talk about why it's important right. that we be people of truth, John. Um, I recently was having a conversation with a, a kind of a distant relative over Facebook. She had posted a video that was a conglomeration of video clips. Okay, so a bunch of kind of short clips all strung together from different videos. And the clip was making the case um, that uh, Bill Gates... Uh, wants to depopulate the world, uh, sterilize people, and um, chip people, like through vaccines, that you would be microchipped so that you could be tracked by the government. Um, And all of these clips, they sounded pretty convincing. If you watch, it's like a 10-second clip. Oh, now we're jumping to somebody else talking in another 10-second clip. And this one's important to me because I work for Microsoft. So I work for Bill Gates's company. <laughs> so I get, I get these conspiracies all the time, right? Like people right. tell me you're working for the, you're working for the beast by working for Microsoft. Um, in this particular woman's case, I, I, I watched the whole video first because she shared it on her wall before I responded. Um, you know, my initial knee jerk was no, this is just a bunch of trash, but I'm like, okay, I'll watch the video, watch the video and the clip from Gates um, was actually taken out of context. It was Gates saying, oh, we're just, we jab them in the arm and then see how it turns out. Like, you know, it's just, it's a big experiment, that sort of thing. And I was like, okay, that, that sounds pretty bad. And they're just kids. We're going to just jab these kids in the arm. But then I find the original video. Like I did a little homework, like, okay, hold on. Where did this come from? Okay, it comes from this video. Let's watch the whole video of that one. And it comes from Gates saying, well, people are concerned about, you know, is this, just one big experiment on kids where we just jab them in the arm and see how it turns out. He was like phrasing that in the context of the opposition coming against him and saying, you know, we can't be doing experiments on children, but he wasn't saying we're doing a big experiment like the video was claiming he was doing. Um, And so in cases like that, I I just, I, I was like, okay, first of all, I told this woman, Hey, you know, this is taken out of context. Here's the whole video. It's not, Gates in this case isn't saying what the video claims or or suggests that he's saying that it's one big experiment. And I said th- this is what I told her, and this is what this is getting to the why it's important part. I said, look, this is a Christian woman I'm talking to. I said, you know, as disciples of Jesus, uh, we we need to be people of truth. And she's like, well, I I, I know that I know that the people of truth. I'm like, so when you post stuff like this without looking into it first. It makes you not to be a person of truth. It makes you be a person who's swayed by whatever YouTube video you recently watched. And this is why it matters. People will come and see that and they see, oh, okay, you're, you say you're a believer and you're talking about church and you're talking about God, but then you're also posting 
stuff that's nonsense, it's just out of context or false information outright, it hurts your witness about Yeshua. In this case, I was telling her about Jesus because that's how she knows. Right. It. Well, and so it does, it really does. That's, that's point number one here. It hurts our witness as followers of God, as disciples of Yeshua, the Messiah. If we are people who are posting nonsense, putting it out for our friends and family to see, even arguing about that nonsense, it hurts our witness. That's point one. Well, the thing with, with something like that is, and and yes, they're gonna, there are a lot of questions that certainly surround anybody in big tech or big industry today. Even more um, so now, yeah. Whether it's Bill Gates, whether it's Jeff Bezos, uh, whether it's Apple, Jack Google, Dorsey from Twitter, you know, Twitter, yeah. Facebook, all of those. <laughs> Um, okay, I'd like to know what software the Mark of the Beast is going to run on, whether it's going to run on Windows or Apple. <laughs> John, I have a friend who actually said they know the software of the of the Beast. I actually had a long discussion about it. I need to right. post it sometime. So, so. <laughs> I mean, I mean, really, I mean, I, and and look, um, I understand you know people want to look into things and that they don't trust those who are in big business. Yeah, um, you know. Where did Apple's software come from? It came from Xerox, as I, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Sure. And where did Windows come from? Well, it got copied off of Apple. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, and they bought someone's DOS right. implementation. So, yeah. yeah. yeah so, sure. I mean, you know, and, you know, what is Bill Gates going to do with all of his money? And what's mm-hmm. Warren Buffett going to do with all of his money? And mm-hmm. what are they going to do with all their money? And, and okay, I understand you don't trust these people every bit as much as you don't trust the politicians. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You know, I have to use whether I like it or not, Windows and Macintosh. Okay. <laughs> sure. I, you know, because some things do other things better than others. And mm-hmm. one day I'm having complaints with, oh, you know, Windows updated automatically. Crap, damn it, you know, da 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 da. <laughs> and then the yeah. and then the next day it's like Apple, you know, Microsoft, you know. Macintosh not working properly, you know, this blocking up, you know, mm-hmm. where's the frowny face, you know, and, and all of this. So, uh, you know, don't take your complaints with, because your computer's too slow or it's got viruses, you know, you know, let's be able to pass on things intelligibly. And look, if you want to pass things on to people, don't put it on Facebook or Twitter where the entire world can see, mm. you know, email it to someone privately okay mm, mm, mm. you know yeah. get you know just keep your small group small with two or three people hey what do you think about this what do you think about that we're not saying you can't look into these things but that's once right. you pass it on publicly to a huge audience that's when you really begin to to discredit the faith yeah and even if your audience is your local friends and family even that can be a bad witness to people when you're sharing misinformation again it doesn't mean that you can't question something i I get that but in this in this particular woman's case it was she just shared a video because it it looked really convincing but it was just a bunch of clips and if you look at the whole clips in this case the clips weren't what the the conglomeration video was showing so That sort of thing, look, if you're going to be sharing things, you got to do more research than just like, oh, share it. And also doing research involves more than just doing Google searches. I I feel like when people talk about, well, I've done my research or I've had conspiracy theorists tell me you need to do your research. I'm like, hold on a second. There's people who are researching what coronavirus is in a lab with 
our best scientific instruments. And then there is somebody's mom looking at YouTube videos of non-credible sources saying that, you know, this is evil or this is going to sterilize you. It's just, it's, it's totally different standards. So, yeah. Uh, so there's some real problems. We're going to talk about ways to avoid some of these again in, in uh, coming up very soon, but I just want to say for one, look, disciples of Yeshua, your witness is on the line. If you're sharing misinformation, it hurts your witness of Yeshua because people will associate you with nonsense. It also discredits the messianic movement. Uh, if messianics and Hebrew roots folks are all sharing a bunch of nonsense, uh, it discredits your beliefs. I got to tell you, John, a few years ago, I posted this maybe two, three years ago. I had a number of people in my congregation come out in favor of flat earth and then publicly chide me for not supporting flat earth and doing my research into flat earth. And I had to write a post explaining my heart in it. And I, in that post, I said, I'm not sure I belong in the Hebrew roots movement. Like, is there a place for people of, of who, who are actually rational, who aren't crazy? And that's how I feel when I see so many people posting nonsense. Right. I feel it discredits the whole movement. Well, I don't know. I mean, I am, and perhaps I need to do more thinking and more reflection. I have believed that for, you know, if, if we are getting closer to the Lord's return, okay, so yeah. with that in mind, that organized, you know, religion, you know, Christianity in general is going to hit some kind of a crash point. Uh, and we're going to see a significant contraction because, you know, having a building with a, you know, this church meets here is just not going to be that convenient. Um, mm. It's not going to be something where, uh, you know, if you go this, you know, to this place, you know, different people are going to know you go there and they're going to associate you with this. You know, there is going to come that moment sometime in the future. Uh, we're seeing, particularly with matters like the Equality Act, you know, if your church mm, or mm. your religious institution doesn't hire a, a, a homosexual person or a transgender, you could be sued or perhaps shut down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, persecution. So, yeah. so in evangelicalism, there's going to come a crash moment uh, and there's going to be a contraction. And mm -hmm. how much of that is going to be involved with, you know, things that actually do get declassified from the government, legitimate things, and get mm -hmm. revealed to the general population? Um, I don't know. But one of the questions I have been asking, and I, I hope I'm wrong, is will the Messianic community have a crash before all of that happens? Interesting. Um, mm -hmm. Because well, we have that, yeah. you know, we already, certainly in the Messianic Jewish movement, there's a, there's a problem with, you, you can't be, you know, 77, 78, and 79 and be a Messianic rabbi with no succession plan. Uh, yeah, it just doesn't yeah. work that way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, there indeed. is the question of the generational gap between the boomers and the millennials, where just by mentioning some of these topics, the baby boomers who uh, are in the leadership and control the purse strings say, no, we're not going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. And what do the young people say? I'll see you later. Yeah. You know? don't, don't want uh, anything to do with it. They don't it, want anything yeah. to do with it. So uh, these are things that are, of course, in process. They are uh, in motion. We don't know what's going to happen. Uh, but, I mean, we're, we are not in a, an ideal situation, you know, in, mm -hmm. in, in our planet's history. We, we yep. are in, we're in a very uh, 
tenuous, very unstable, very divisive time, unlike perhaps mm-hmm. any other. And uh, I believe that, man. It's like um, I said at the beginning, too. We've never, never have humans had the access to this information like we do today. It's never before in history. So it is a new. You know, I had a young, I had a very. This is funny because one of your your next to last thing brought this up. Um, mm-hmm. I have a young friend who's 13, uh, the son of a dear sister of mine in the Lord. And uh, we interacted with one another a few weeks ago at our local congregation. And the son came up to me and said, John, I believe in aliens. I mean, do you think we're the only ones uh, on this tiny little planet in a universe of how many billion galaxies? And I'm like, you know, we're going to have to discuss that someplace else because <laughs> I don't want anybody hearing some of the things that you're going to say. Right. And they're right. going to want to lay hands on you and cast out demons. Right. John, um, it, it but would that be is like... a question. That is, that is a question, which, um, you know, regardless of, of what you, how you feel about it, um, mm-hmm. evangelicals have definitely had to field that question. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. that is a question, believe it or not, that Jewish people ask all the time. Mm, with regards to life elsewhere you mean yeah yeah they ask it all the time even if they're just thinking about it at the microbial level Mm -hmm. um sure so sure that would be one of these things that um you know what is nasa really withholding from us you know from different samples that they picked up on mars or in the atmosphere of venus or or wherever uh those are the kinds of things that we really that are much better for us to be discussing than this, you know, flat earth BS Mm -hmm, Um, because mm -hmm. this is the whole thing about flat earth. It's deliberately keeping people dumb. Mm -hmm. It's deliberately Mm -hmm. keeping people spiritually lobotomized. Whereas instead, you know, what, how are you going to answer the kid who says, well, I believe in aliens. Uh, Are are, are you just going to answer with, well, you need to stop watching so much Star Trek. You need to stop mm, watching so much be. Star Wars. No, yeah. I mean, I think it was a legitimate question. Sure, sure. Yeah, I, you're, so th- that was kind of one of the things we wanted to talk about. People will say, well, there's nothing wrong with asking questions. And that's true. There's nothing wrong with asking questions. But I think it, there is a line in there where you can cross um, people saying, I'm asking the question about whether the earth is flat or not. Well, you're crossing something beyond just an, an unknown. In this case, we have wonderful, wonderful evidence, um, eyewitnesses. We've talked about it in the beginning that, that, uh, of, of one way. So there's right. So which I would say, if we have to hear your question, Mm -hmm. which many people are going to dismiss as illegitimate, but okay, if we have to hear your question, then we got to hear all the other questions. Mm, Interesting. We got to hear all the other questions that people ask about the same subject matter. Oh, we can't do that. Then we're, then they're going to be somebody, some people are going to ask about evolution. Then why mm. do we have to hear your question? Mm, They're not willing for there to yeah. be a plurality. Fair enough. You're right. They're just looking for their question to be addressed. Um, and and, and I know that yeah. we, mm. I know that we are going to get very mad in the not too distant future regarding cancel culture and censorship and big media and all this. Sure. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Those on the right, particularly the religious right, they have their own form of cancel culture. Sure. They have their own form of censorship. Yeah. They do true, the, they've done the same thing. Mm-hmm. Now they don't want it, they don't want you to point it out to them, but mm-hmm. you know, you know, 
have you been in a Bible study recently where, okay, here are all the different major views of Genesis 1 through 11, and these are views that we're going to encounter in outreach. I doubt that in a messianic setting, you've ever encountered that, because I no. certainly haven't. No, no, you're right. You're right. Those questions aren't raised. And, and, uh, you're, and by you're the way, if you do raise them, yeah. Uh, you know, somebody say, yeah, but we're here for Jewish evangelism. Okay, most of the Jews in America are borderline atheists. That's right. So wouldn't yeah. you, you know, much of their rejection of Yeshua is a rejection of God and a rejection of the scriptures as ancient fairy tales. Yes, yep, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so you're right. Um, these the, the questioning really is selective in this case. It's not that they're open to all questions. It's that they want you to take seriously a foolish proposition, which we're going to touch on in, in just a moment. I think one other, I'll, I'll just give another reason why it's important. We've, we've talked about, hey, your witness is on the line. To it can discredit the whole movement as it did for me. Even a friend of mine who's an engineer, he was with me at a Sukkot one time and he, he confided in me privately. He's like, with all of the anti-science and anti-medicine and conspiracy theories going around, is this my community? And I'm like, hey, I, I understand why you're saying that. Uh, it actually alienates um, thinkers from our movement. Um, it also undermines just reason and intellect. It's not, it's not possible to have a reasonable intellectual discussion if everything's a conspiracy theory. Here's why. Uh, I'll give you an example from my real, real life. This actually happened. Um, oh, the earth is flat. No, no, we have, we have pictures uh, and, 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 and video that show the earth is not flat. Oh, those are all doctored. Oh, they're all doctored. Uh, what about the people who have actually been there and seen it and returned? What about those? Oh, they're, they're paid off. Those are in on the conspiracy too. You can't have an intellectual discussion when everybody else is lying. Oh, only me. Only I'm telling the truth. Everybody else is lying. Thousands of people in on the conspiracy. They're all lying. They're all in on it. They're all being paid off. You can't have a reasonable intellectual discussion. It just blots it out. And I think this actually does alienate reasonable pe people from our movement because they're like, oh, I can't even have a discussion with that person because every point I bring up, it's all, oh, that's, that's a lie. Oh, what about that? Oh, that's a lie too. What that, oh, he's paid off. No, it, you, you just can't move the conversation forward in such cases. That moves people away from our movement. People see that and they're like, look, I'm a thinker. I'm a rational person, a rational-minded person using my God-given intellect, but it's not welcome here. I'm going elsewhere. So it actually turns people away from God when we share this, uh, this nonsense in our movement. Well, I know that, and this is something that I struggle with and... This is something that I have seen on the ground in my own experience with Messianic Judaism. Yeah. Seeing a number of the baby boomer leaders, their answer for how do we see, you know, Jewish people come to faith in Yeshua? Their view is, well, we need more signs and wonders and gifts of the spirit and prophecies and everything else. Well, mm. a number of the people who have been issuing prophecies recently, they're not even batting a hundred. I mean, they're batting you pretty badly right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, I th and and yes, we want the Holy Spirit to move. We but we what we want is transform hearts and transform minds. Yes. But the the whole thing about the charismatic gifts, it's being used as this band aid 
to stay away from the issues that really do matter to people. And, the, and, the, and what I'm concerned about is if there is a crash of sorts that comes before like the big crash when we approach the end times and everybody just has to take a super low profile, um, you know, there's a crash because there's just not enough, you know, replacement rabbis and other leaders in the works to take over for some of these people who, you know, they could die of COVID because they've got all these other conditions. Sure. And they're um, old, yeah. Will we in the Messianic community have to go to, you know, more small home fellowship type settings where there are people like you, there are people like me, there are others. We think rationally, we think calmly. And it's like, hmm. okay, we've gotten away from some of these uh, grandstanding leaders who they just either want, you know, the, the gifts of the spirit to fall, or they won't permit some of these difficult questions to be asked. Do we have to have more of a small round table around our living room coffee table almost, mm-hmm. or our dinner table, or in the backyard with our with our folding chairs to see some of these matters addressed? Yeah, I mean, yeah. because when you have a big organization and you have a congregation that needs to pay the bills, you know, you will equivocate on different matters or you'll put things off for another day. But when it's just people talking to themselves, that's a different yeah. matter altogether. Yeah. Okay. okay. You know, Fair people enough. aren't, you know, in, you know, oh yeah, you know, my son talks about that or my daughter brought that up or, you know, I've got, you know, my brother believes that people mm-hmm. are not as... Th- individual people, families, groups of, of individuals, you know, they're not threatened in the same way as some people in the religious world in positions of high power are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so maybe that's what's at least going to happen in terms of the messianic movement's mission. It's going to be more just, you know, these more smaller groups Local, where small group. you can have an open discussion and it's not going to matter. Mm-hmm. I would welcome that uh, compared to some of the the stifling that I know goes on in, in certain circles. I, yeah, so perhaps that's where we're headed. Um, if, if all of these reasons aren't enough, you know, that, look, it's your witness about Yeshua. Uh, it's, it's your credibility. It's the credibility of the whole movement is on the line when you, when you share misinformation. Um, it undermines reason, intellect. It puts thinkers out of our movement. Another reason I would like to say why this is important, why it's important to just be people of truth, is so many conspiracies, John, are rooted in anti-Semitism. It's truly remarkable if you dig into this. I was surprised to find even Flat Earth. I was on a Flat Earth uh, Facebook group, and they shared this meme that said that the reason uh, it was basically it was showing a picture of the flat earth from space and um, there's a big eye above it. And it said something to the effect of the reason that it's been kept from you is because Jewish Kabbalists, Kabbalah, are keeping the truth about God from you. I don't f- follow their reasoning. Like, why? first of all, Jewish Kabbalists, they do believe in God. They're mystics, maybe have some strange belief, but they do believe in God. Why would they want to hide God from humanity? But ultimately, it's, it's telling that some of these flat earth conspiracies, as well as many of the conspiracies that we've already mentioned, are actually rooted in anti-Semitism. It's blaming the Jews for some great evil. In this case, the evil of, of, of telling everyone that the earth is round, um, so-called evil. That, that's actually and, blamed on and, Jewish people. You know, one of the things I think is unfortunate, because there yeah. are 
things out there that are inconvenient and worth looking into, but many people, especially Messianic Jews, are unwilling to, you know, consider at least where there's smoke, there's fire, mm-hmm. because eventually it's going to get around to, well, the Jews are to blame. You know, the Jews mm-hmm. are responsible for this. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, for example, all right, we're heading, you know, the Bible, I believe, prophesies of a one world government. All sure, right. Okay. And there's a false Messiah. And there's going to be uh, there. People are going to be convinced that this false Messiah is the genuine Messiah based on messianic prophecy in the Tanakh, some kind of interpretation of it. Uh, so, you know, when you keep that in mind, it's like, OK, you know, the, there is a battle that is taking place that's different from, from just everyone else for the hearts and minds and souls of Jewish people. You know, the enemy has always tried to destroy or discredit, you know, Jewish people. Certainly since the uh, Second Temple period, Jews have been made the scapegoat of of so many different uh, things that have happened throughout history. Uh, At the very most, you can say they've been in the wrong place at the wrong time, Uh, you know, blaming Jews for the Black Death, when really it's, well, you know, maybe... Uh, emptying your chamber pot out into the middle of the street is not a great thing. You know, maybe you need to take a bath once in a while. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, th- things like that. But then, of mm-hmm. course, you get into you know more the the juicier things. You know, what powers behind the scenes are running everything? Well, you know, it's the Freemasons and it's the Illuminati and it's the Rothschilds and it's the and and it's the the protocols of the elders of Zion and all of this. Yeah. Yes. yes. Now let's under, let's understand one inconvenient matter. If there is going to be a one world government and a one world religious system, Jews are going to be involved sooner or later. Okay. That is going to happen. Sure. I mean, there were Jewish people in the time of the second temple period who collaborated with the Romans. So these things, Mm -hmm you know, do happen. But is every Mm -hmm. single Jewish person responsible? Well, no, of course not. Is every Mm -hmm. single Jewish person responsible for the crap that comes out of Hollywood? I'm sorry. I think Uh, think there are probably 100 times more non-Jews involved with Hollywood than mm -hmm. than not. Yeah, Um, and it's not their Jewishness to blame. It's human sin. I mean, sinful people. Exactly. So many people don't put this in proper perspective. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know that you know a lot of people are concerned right now about uh, you know the 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 green pass or whatever it is you know in Israel oh this is a precursor to the mark of the beast and I just say look you know there're going to be things that get us concerned but the salvation historical trajectory of all Israel will be saved involving a massive spiritual fullness Romans eleven twelve that hasn't yes. gone away that hasn't That's gone right. away and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, are there Jewish people involved in the deep state? Sure. Are there non-Jewish people involved in the, in the deep state? Absolutely. Far, far yeah. more. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yep. you know, I don't, I just don't understand why, you know, people are going after, you know, oh, the Jewish bankers, oh, this. I mean, mm-hmm. it'd be far, it would probably be far more profitable to, you know, do some more investigation into the Clintons or Obama or, you know, the royal family. I mean, do you know how many trillions the royal family are ultimately worth when it, when it comes right down to it? Um, 
you know, and and what mm. happened to Princess Diana? I mean, I mean, there's f- things that are far <laughs> more profitable to get into mm. than uh, you know, the, yeah. the, you know the some of this uh, you know unnecessary anti-Semitism. I, I agreed, those would be more profitable. I would argue they're still not profitable. Like a lot of these things are not worth our time. Uh, we have so much more important matters to attend to than. Uh, some of the these conspiracy theories, even ones that have some credibility and weight behind them, we can we can do better as Yeshua's disciples, and that's what I want to encourage the listeners to. Um, yeah, and and I would politely interject this, uh, because I, I get into these, I, I see people who just have this very underwhelming sense of the future millennium. You know, Yeshua is going to return and he's going to rule and reign over planet Earth. Yes. And, you know, the a lot of the Torah people say, well, that's when for certain we're going to be following the right calendar. And that's for certain when we're going to be following the right interpretations of Torah. And mm-hmm. I look at them and I say, you just don't get it, do you? Don't you recognize that with the Lord present among us and himself that all of the secrets will eventually be revealed? Mm-hmm. I mean, they. I mean, I mean, really. I mean, and what do you think eternity is going to be about? I think mm. it's just going to be you know one constant giant worship service and fellowship gathering. A lot of people think that, but yeah, it's not no, going to be. No, all of the secrets will be revealed, all mm. of them, mm-hmm. and all the uh, hidden things made on. Yeah, yeah, and and and, and believe me, um, you know, I think that if you really knew what was going on behind the scenes, and I take this from some of the statements made in, in Ephesians where uh, Paul talks about the riches of his inheritance of our inheritance in the saints. And, okay. and actually our inheritance, a big part of it, at least as fellow believers is actually our fellow believers, our fellow brothers and sisters and getting to know them and getting to know what their experiences are and getting to see God's working in their lives and in our lives mainly with all the things that we don't know about, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, how many of us have been in, you know, dire situations on earth, you know, worldly situations, where yes. we don't know that, you know, angels, for example, actually protected us from getting, you know, robbed or shot, mm. or, you know, it kept the car going just enough to, for us to mm-hmm. get to the, the service station. Some or divine intervention. Yeah. You know, uh, like, uh, you know, s- some of the things that even we experienced during the great Texas freeze of 2021. Now it uh. wasn't that, you know, I survived. It was uncomfortable. I, I don't like having to sleep in, you know, six different layers of clothing and another <laughs> six layers on top. It's not, but, uh, you know, those are the kinds of things we need to be concerned about. You know, how yeah. is God supernaturally intervening in our lives? Uh, because yeah, really, I think, you know, if 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 even two or three percent of of some of these conspiracies are true, there are people who just wouldn't be able to psychologically handle it mm. because they have put too much trust and confidence in not only political leaders but even mm. different spiritual leaders. Like right now, mm. the big controversy mm. that is circulating around evangelicalism is: what do we do with the legacy of Ravi Zacharias? That's right. Exposed as a philanderer. And that is not, you know, hidden. I mean, it was hidden, but that is not, you know, just secret innuendo. There's a thorough investigation. It involved over 200 women. It involved minors. And if he were alive today, 
he would prison. be facing charges of rape and prison. I know, I know. It's it's really sad. I, I and I looked up to Ravi too. I I thought he was an awesome defender of faith, but here it is. He had a secret sin life, as so many people do. Uh, it is it's it's painful to see. John, you 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 underlined something that I think is speaks to all this that with all the conspiracies, ultimately. Yeshua is going to win, that in the end, uh, all Israel will be saved. And what people do, whether it's against that or secretly or in the darkness, ultimately, uh, Messiah wins. And so I'm, I'm comf- comforted by that. But I also, it, it makes me look at conspiracies as even less important. Like, oh, some, someone's doing something secret in the dark. Well, that could be true. It might be false. But it could be true, but it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things because, one, I can't do anything about um, whether Kamala Harris is the whore of Babylon. And, two, Yeshua wins in the end. Even if she was the whore of Babylon, it doesn't matter. She Right. I remember years God ago wins. when I was living in Orlando and yes. I had an opportunity to uh, go to a, a Democratic political rally mm-hmm. and I got to see Bill Clinton in person. Ah, yeah. And I thought to myself, you know, because I got to see him in person and he was one of the most unimpressive, you know, physically human beings I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Yeah. And I thought to myself, huh? I don't see what the what the sex appeal is, you know? Mm. Mm. I yeah. don't see. Now, <laughs> a few years later, I was talking to a, a, a friend of ours here locally who is a professional psychologist and, you know, interviews every, you know, has uh, patients who are, you know, across the spectrum. And he was talking to someone in his practice and, and, and said, you, you, don't you realize that clinically speaking, Bill Clinton is a rapist. And, uh, you know, all these women, you know, have come out and, you know, they've been, you know, harassed by him and abused by him. This is not, I mean, Rush Limbaugh would have had these people on his program, mm. you know, so mm-hmm. this is not, you know, uh, you know, this is not hidden stuff. This is this is yeah. stuff that's out there in the public domain. Yes. Uh, so, uh, you know what this woman who's a strong Democrat, you know, said to him, "Why couldn't he have raped me?" Oh, that's politics getting in yeah, your exactly in your um, eye and and making you not think straight. That's what a foolish thing to say. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, I mean, the world is a nasty, nasty place, even without mm-hmm. all of these hidden rumors and in windows. That's right. We have we have huge problems today, even without all the hidden things. There's there's real sin problems in the world today in our culture today. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. we we try to and 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 we even take we try to have this candy coated view of the world and candy coated view of our our political and religious leaders, and then we we try to have a candy coated view of of many people in the Bible as well. Mm, um, interesting. You know, I, I had to I had to field a question a number of weeks ago from someone uh, who wondered. I just don't understand how this is your about your namesake, mind you. How a okay. righteous man like Judah, who was a mm-hmm. follower of the one God of Israel, could contract with a prostitute? <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, sure. And mm-hmm. and somebody actually asked a question. Well, what does this teach us about you know possible? You know, what if I have what if I, you know, go to Vegas and I, you know, wanted, it's like, no, 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 no. That is not why that is in the Bible. That's right. Yeah. And you don't, you know, these things are in the Bible. So we understand how wicked and fallen human nature can be, but yet That's God right. in his mercy still uses these people. 
That's right. It's amazing to me that even the this patriarchs is- have these sinful lives, these side lives, these hidden lives. It suggests that it's very common. Yeah, and it also, is- yeah, it, it, it shows that the Bible isn't a, isn't a book about superheroes that were like perfect individuals or anything. It's like, no, actually these were really fallen people, but God still used them. Yeah. And I know people, uh, they look at Moses and they wonder why did Moses strike the rock? I would never have struck the rock. And it's like, (laughs) well, no, actually, if you had dealt with the population of ancient Israel, you Mm -hmm. would have done something far, far, far sooner. (laughs) Strike the rock, you know, in a proverbial senior moment you mm-hmm. would have said, yeah, God, you know, let's start over with me, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people always want to say, like, how could those people do that? It's like, no, 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 if you were put in that situation, you're a, you're a fallen human too. You could have totally done the same thing or worse. Yeah, I, I'm with you, man, absolutely. I mean, so, John, if we can move on, uh, we've covered first, what what exactly are we talking about? And we gave some examples of just, what we would call sensational misinformation um, all over social media by believers. Okay. That's what we're talking about. We talked about why it's important. Number two, talking about why it's your witness on the line. It hurts the credibility of, of the movement and certainly of you, how many of the conspiracy theories are rooted in anti-Semitism, um, how it alienates reasonable people from our movement. So we've talked about those two big topics. Uh, what I'd like to end with is, ways that we, believers in Yeshua, the the people listening to this podcast, how can we do better? Because right now we have a real problem where people all over are sharing misinformation. It's causing all those credibility issues. You've seen it, John. You've had to deal with flat earth stuff. Your your ministry has had to respond to some of the nonsense that's out there. me as as someone in the movement, but also as a lay person, I've I've dealt with this in my family and friends, and and it's just and in a congregation too, as 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 a helper in a congregation, um, I saw this as well. So now I want to talk about how can we do better? Like how can the people who are listening to the to this, as well as myself and you, John, how can we do better with regards to um, this misinformation? And one one. Uh, Bible verse I did want to call to mind. I don't think Paul had maybe conspiracy theories in general in mind when when Paul wrote this, but in Titus 3 it says, those who have put their trust in God may be careful to devote themselves to good works. Okay, he's saying what we should focus on. You know, we were saying, can we spend our time more wisely? Uh, Paul says we should devote ourselves to good works. I think if all the people talking conspiracy theories spent instead an hour at the local food bank, volunteering i think that'd be bring glory to god uh right so or like I, I think you Paul's right there work on their thousand day plus streak on duolingo <laughs> right right hey yeah. hey i'm learning hebrew it's good it's right. good yeah <laughs> right Eklena Deutsch. you know i'm up to like 74 days on awesome. german yeah yeah awesome dude um there's because there's more because you know when some of these things get declassified i'm gonna have to be able to read them in the original <laughs> language i'm just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> all right right <laughs> Paul continues, but I, I think, hey, good works, men. If if we were helping the poor, which Yeshua told us to do, Paul's telling us to do in Titus 3, uh, if we were doing good works for the Lord, uh, as I think you are doing with your ministry, John, um, I think, man, if, if so many people were doing those things over conspiracies, we'd be doing so much better in our walk with the Lord. I think our movement would be doing so much better, have a greater impact on the world. But let's continue with what Paul says. Okay. 
You should devote yourselves to good deeds, Paul says. Then he says this, these things, good, good works, are good and beneficial for people, but avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and strife and disputes about the Torah. These things are unprofitable and useless. Dismiss a quarrelsome person after a first and second warning, knowing that such a person is twisted and sinning and he is self-condemned. Now, look, Paul may not have had conspiracies in in the 21st century sense in mind when, when he wrote this. I don't know. But I do know that what he is writing here can apply to our daily life today, which is the conspiracies that we are seeing are a great deal of controversies on disputable matters at the very least. We're spending way too much time on them. We're, we're making it who we are. Our identity, instead of being wrapped up in Yeshua, is wrapped up in conspiracies. That's not healthy. It actually hurts our credibility. It ruins families. I've seen it. Well, when, uh, people, when people are more concerned about yeah. uh, you know, some of the you know, latest intel and reports here or reports there, and mm-hmm. they're not concerned about you know, their own spiritual well-being or the salvation mm-hmm. of their family members or their friends, mm-hmm. I get concerned. Now, I, I know that um, I can't go into too much detail, but I know people who have worked for the U.S. government and certain agencies, okay, to the point where their last name is not their last name. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, uh, and it's pretty obvious that it's, that it's a, you know, packaged last name. So, okay. You know, there are, and, and it's, and it's difficult to talk with some of those people because of all the experiences that they've had and they can't share it with anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. what you do in the company stays in the company. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. I understand that. And, and those people carry with them a huge burden because, you know, they worked for, you know, this agency, they've got secrets and it might not be like national security related things, but it might embarrass some local politicians or it might embarrass somebody in industry, somebody important. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's not everybody. That's not everybody. And uh, people who are in those kinds of positions, the government or the military or, or mm-hmm. the industrial military complex, you don't want their lives. Trust mm-hmm. me, you mm-hmm. don't want their lives. Mm-hmm. They, they can't easily talk with anybody. They can't have a normal relationship with other people. Uh, they usually drink and smoke a lot, mm-hmm. um, you know, because they've got to, you know, find a release somehow. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. would they even, you know, while many of them, okay, are, can be sincere believers, they can't yeah. talk with their pastor or rabbi about these things. They've got non-disclosure uh, agreements. Private, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they, they can't. You know, mm-hmm. once you're in, you're in. I mean, do, do we not understand that? So, mm-hmm. you, know, I, you know, having that kind of a perspective, and yes, I know people are fascinated by this stuff, but sometimes they don't understand the huge gift they've been given by being a normal civilian. Mm, interesting. Yeah, that's fascinating. You know, they yeah. don't have to mm. walk around with all of these secrets regarding, you know, people and different, you know, organizations and different, you know, entities mm. or whatever it is. And, mm-hmm. you know, how many people wish they could tell you what they know about politician X, but they sure. can't. Mm-hmm. I see. Interesting. Yeah, there are those people. I feel like so many, uh, I don't, uh, yeah, we almost like, 
turn it into some some glorified thing that you know this secret information even though you don't really know it you're right um and 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 okay you know there are some worthwhile discussions that are uncomfortable and inconvenient which are worth having but when we turn to the holy scriptures Mm -hmm. you know the principal purpose of the holy scriptures is to transform us to be more like the god we serve and the messiah who was sent to be sacrificed for our sins that's right and we gotta uh, keep that concurrent with what you've quoted from here in titus 3 um first timothy 1 says something very very similar uh where first timothy 1 4 nor to pay attention to myths and endless genealogies which give rise to mere speculation rather than furthering the administration of god which is by faith bingo and one of the ex- one of the explanations and i think it's an excellent explanation about what this whole genealogies thing is because um I know that at the turn of the millennium with the whole two house thing got really popular, uh, Messianic Jews would quote this to two house people. We're not supposed to be concerned about genealogies, although uh, they were certainly concerned about their genealogy. And Jewish um, genealogy. And, and you know, genealogy and where you came from is important. Um, that matter aside and recognizing that your physical bloodline does not uh, guarantee you eternal salvation Yes. One of the explanations that many commentators on First Timothy, and I think they also tie it to Titus 3, has been suggested is that these words are directed at people who are using information in the Torah as a springboard for a lot of unwarranted speculation and guessing in order to get a following for themselves. Oh, and one of the one of the absolute quote-unquote treasure troves of information would be in various genealogical listings, particularly in Genesis 5 and Genesis 11, where you see different people only listed once or twice. Mm. However, in Second Temple Jewish literature, like the Pseudepigrapha and what have you, all of this speculation, just all of this, oh, this person, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
Should I be more concerned about that or more concerned about what it means for man and woman to be created in the image of God? And am I showing other people respect and honor because they too are made in the image of God? Or am I Mm -hmm. treating them like dirt and that they are worthless? Bingo, man. Yeah, I think people's identity gets wrapped up in some of these conspiracy theories. Again, you can hold certain beliefs, you can question things, I get it. But when your identity gets wrapped up in this, where you become known as, you're the Nephilim guy, you're the flat earth guy, hold up, hold up. Aren't we supposed to be the Yeshua people? Like, aren't we supposed to be followers of Yeshua, Our, our name, messianics, meaning of Messiah, or Christians of Christ? That's that's got to be the central. And, and you know, everything else is a distraction. And you know, I, I I believe some of these people are mentioned in the holy scriptures in regard to the end times. Because if if two percent of what they purport is true, when some of these should some of these things ever genuinely manifest, their mm-hmm. hearts are going to fail them for fear. Mm-hmm. They are going to have a nervous breakdown. They are going to soil themselves and wet their pants and they're not going to know what hit them and they're going to go running for the nearest yeah. stool and rope that they can find <laughs> yeah they're going to go running for the nearest bridge that they can find because they're not going to be able to handle it if <laughs> if 2% of what they purport is true yeah so many of them so many of the conspiracies too are are so fear based you know it, it, i don't think it's healthy some of the people who are truly wrapped up in them um are just anxious, fearful people. Uh, It's, it's, it's not, it's not good fruit. You know, you mentioned earlier, John, that um, we should be looking at people's behavior, how they act their fruit. I think that's, um, that's a good sign here that so many of the people who are wrapped up in conspiracies, their whole identity is wrapped up in that they're constantly posting this information. These people are not fruitful for the Lord. Um, So I'm, I'm glad you raised that where our identity should be. Another thing that I think we can do to be better disciples. So we've talked about, hey, things we can focus on. You quoted uh, Timothy, First Timothy. I quoted Titus about doing good works instead of endless controversies. Another thing we can do is, is be slow to speak. James says in the first chapter, he says, let everyone be quick to listen and slow to speak. And I think he's talking in a different context. I, I grant that. That said, it can apply here too that so many people are just like share 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 i'm i'm telling you what this is oh here's another conspiracy theory here's another and it's like maybe maybe slow that down because that is that's like a 21st century version of speaking you're you're just putting stuff out you're putting stuff out um stop and consider what's what's being said if like in the example of 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 the relative of mine who shared a misleading video if she had instead taken a moment before she shared it and said, oh, this is just a small clip from a bunch of different videos, maybe I'll, I'll just make sure that's really what they were saying. If she had paused and looked at that first, she would have seen that I shouldn't have even shared the video in the first place. So that would be my advice. Another piece of advice to wait, ways to be a better disciple here is right. You know, everyone slower to speak. Everyone has their hobbies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Everyone sure. has their, you know, their, their, their long-term things that they like to you know, look into, and they like to just, you know, file away information, you know, whatever it is. Sure, sure. Um, Years ago, I had one of the most eclectic hobbies. uh, And I wish I still had these things because they would would have been worth a lot, but they didn't make it in in a move 
you know, several decades ago. Mm. But I used to collect airline tickets and it was a very fascinating, you know, hobby. Uh, You know, when my parents would go on a trip or my grandparents go on a trip, they'd give me their boarding passes and their, you know, their luggage tags and everything. I'd put them away and then I'd organize them among the different airlines, most of which have now gone out of business. Um, and I'd have a nice, you know, record of things. And, and sure. in the event that I ever get a boarding pass when I seldom ever fly, I, I, I save it now, you know, just as okay. a record to sure. have. And uh, I was able to help out my grandmother just a little bit when Eastern Airlines went out of business because she was able to say, hey, here are some boarding passes and I need to, you know, different airlines were willing to honor those for frequent flyer miles when Eastern went out of business. So, uh, but it was a, it was a fascinating hobby. Um, You know, people, people do these kinds of things, you know, it occupies their time. It gets their mind off of the, you know, the, the, the the difficulties of life. Some Mm -hmm. people it's, it's reading, you know, alternative history. What if Paul Revere hadn't been able to make his, his, his ride and the British are coming, the British are coming. What kind mm-hmm. of a world would we live in? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what if the Confederacy had won? What kind mm-hmm. of a world would we have lived in? You know, man in the high castle answers right. another question. <laughs> if the Nazis what won, if, yeah. What if the Axis powers had won? What kind of a yeah. world would we live in? Not yeah. one I'd want to be living in. <laughs> that was um, a great series. I like that one, but yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I understand, you know, that people want to have these kinds of thoughts. Mm-hmm. What if there are extraterrestrials? You know, what mm-hmm. what if this? What if that? Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd be surprised when you look into certain, you know, theological works today that, you know, theologians are having to address some of these matters. Mm-hmm. You know, they're having yeah. to talk yeah. about you know, genetically modified vaccines or genetically modified uh, organisms. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it ethical? Is it not ethical? Sure. sure. Um, you know, and some of these topics are, you know, for certain people, yeah, they can handle it and they just file it away as information and we'll just see what the future brings us. Other people, they can't even handle the question. Mm-hmm. They can't even handle the question. And one of the things that that I know hits me sometimes is I, I believe that we as humans on this planet, we only use about, you know, between five to 10% of our brain. Is that right? Mm, yeah, we don't. Heard that use, we do not use most of our brain, mm. and you know, if you really want to pray for God to give you a gift, God, how can I use twenty percent of my brain? How can I use thirty <laughs> percent of my brain? Um, mm. You know, I, I would we be able to, uh, you know, handle it? You know, because I, I think what would happen is more than anything else, it we would uh, just find a lot more computing power, you know, in our mind. And, and a mm. lot of the things that uh, we have to sit around and think about, you know, very long, uh, we just do it a whole lot quicker. But, uh, you know, I understand people who want to look into these matters. You know, I'm not too. saying that it's wrong, but, mm. you know, sometimes it's best to just keep things to yourself. Yep. When you put it on broadcast, even if it's to, you, you know, your Facebook friends, that can still discredit if it's false information. So we just want to encourage folks to be people of truth. You know, it's, it's okay to look into things. It's okay to question things. In fact, I encourage question and critical thinking 
and not just critical against the government, critical of that guy on YouTube who's given you some teaching through, you know, he's, he's not accredited, but be critical of him too. We're not saying don't be critical. We're not saying don't ask questions. We're saying be people of truth. And so there are some things we can do to be better people of truth. And, and John touched on it too. We can have these beliefs, you know, you can have different hobbies and so on. Um, but when, it, when you wrap up your identity of who you are as a person, into a conspiracy theory you're now in an imbalance you're not focused on yeshua and what he has done and how how you are being used by the lord uh in your family and your friends instead you're focused on a conspiracy theory that's out of balance so we want to keep that in, in proper perspective um another thing i think we could do is when people are going to share something if for all of our listeners if you're going to write something on your facebook wall you're going to share a youtube video or, or some article or something Ask yourself, if this turns out false, will it hurt my witness about Yeshua? And the answer oftentimes is yes. Like, oh man, if this turns out false, oh wow, then it just discredits who I am. It discredits my faith, all of this because I was foolish and because I didn't look into something before sharing it. So I encourage folks to do that as well. Another one, no information is better than bad information. Meaning if you're not sure something's true, err on the side of caution and don't share it. Uh, prov- there's a proverb and there's also like modern uh, quote uh, along the same line. But Proverbs 17 says, even a fool is thought wise if he's silent and he's thought discerning if he holds his tongue. And there's a quote going around. Some people credit, uh, credit um, Twain, Mark Twain for it, but says, some people might think you're a fool. It's better to let them think that than to open your mouth and remove all doubts, something to that effect. Basically saying, look, if you're not sure something's true, as people of truth, don't share it. If you're not sure it's true, if you're like, oh, you know, I, I could be on the fence. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. I'm just going to share it anyway. No, no, no. Err on the other side. Err on the side of I'm not going to share it because this might be false. Um, we well, would be much I know, better people I know. of and- truth. I agree with that. But you see, a lot of them would say, well, wait a second. If the watchman does not declare a warning, then the blood is on the watchman's hands. <laughs> so uh-huh. you know, that uh-huh. is why, and I'm not saying I agree with these people who just, you know, open their mouths and, um, mm-hmm. you know, as it says right here, beware of all shit, no brain. I mean, I'm sorry, all spirit, no brain. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, there are there are people who think that, regardless of how accurate something is, they just need to get the information out there. Uh, When I was in college and I had my website very, very early on and I Mm -hmm. didn't have, and somebody actually contacted me and said, you know, I'd like to mail you a package. So I got this big thing in the mail and basically what it was, it was a box full of copies of the books come out of her, my people and fossilized customs and a bunch of Ah. these audio cassette tapes and yeah, I never no. listened to the audio cassette tapes anyway, yeah. but uh, I mean, it's like, what am, what am I in college going to do with, you know, a dozen <laughs> copies of these books? Hmm. Um, you know, I can't, wipe well, you got to give ass. them to your friends, John. Yeah. You know, I can't wipe my ass with these books. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's like, and where am I going to burn them? You know, it's like, um, so, uh, but, but I, I, I understand that, you know, these people think that if they don't share just information that God is going to hold them accountable and blood is going to be on their hands. But yeah. from the teacher's hmm. standpoint, you know, as a teacher, yeah. 
you know, yeah. and, and I, I get very, very frustrated with these different matters because on the one hand, there are people who are just sharing things indiscriminately with thousands of people on social media. They yeah. don't care mm-hmm. to which I would say, you know, if you believe some of these conspiracies and you believe all these things are going to happen and the government's going to change hands on date X, mm-hmm. um, and you want this to get out to everyone, how do you know that the bad people aren't getting this information and they're not going to move before the good people are? That's what I don't mm-hmm. understand. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if we're in a battle of, of your hands, you know, right good now. and evil, white hats, black hats, you know, and you're sharing what's supposed to be confidential information from the white hats, you're giving mm-hmm. it to the black hats. Don't you know that? <laughs> I mean, so you're actually uh, working against your own purposes here. Mm-hmm. So why don't you just keep it to yourself and just wait? But I, I know some people, that. they feel so strongly about certain things. They want information uh, to get out. So as a teacher, you know, it would be irresponsible of some of us to say, okay, these people are just a few loads shy of a brick and, you know, they need to go off to the insane asylum mm. and, you know, here's my pillow. Let me, you know, <laughs> take care of it. <laughs> no. Oh, um, man. <laughs> Uh, no, we, we we can't do that. We have to use this as a teaching moment. And mm-hmm. like a couple of weeks ago here in Texas, of course, we had this great freeze. And there are, gonna, there are a lot of questions that are being asked about this great freeze. Yeah. You know, how did this happen? You know, okay, once every decade, it, 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 we, you have a decent snow in Texas, you know, seven to eight right. inches. Okay, uh, that, that's, not, that's not irregular. Uh, mm-hmm. 10 years ago, just after my sister had moved out here uh, and they had the Super Bowl, I mean, Super Bowl uh, down at, um, at, I don't even know what they call it now, Cowboy Stadium. I call it Jerry's Palace. Uh, sure, Jabba's Palace. Yeah. Okay. All right. It <laughs> no, looks like so. Jabba's Palace, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, they had, you know, a major snow. It was like 12 to 18 inches. And they didn't even know if they were going to have the Super Bowl. Okay. Okay. Fair. But, um, one of the things that has happened in the past 10 years is we got more, uh, you know, gr- uh, you know, what they call green energy. And sure. you know, a quarter of our energy comes from you know, wind turbines mm-hmm. and they froze. Yeah, then, I heard about that. And yeah. then the and then the more conventional plants, which were not winterized, they were not uh, functioning properly. And apparently uh, Governor Greg Abbott had contacted President Joe Biden and said, we need more energy. And Biden said, no, we have to stay at environmentally, Mm. you know, acceptable levels. And that's when a lot of people started losing their power. Mm. Uh, So, okay. Right there. You got political questions regarding power. But then of course, people are going to start asking, well, how do we know that government uh, weather manipulation wasn't at work here and (laughs) texas which probably wants to secede from the union how do we know they're not trying to teach texas a lesson i mean all of a sudden people are starting to float this out there and i'm like look you're never going to know one way or 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 the other Mm -hmm. however Mm -hmm. i will say this i have no doubt especially with all the science fiction i've watched yeah scientists would love to be able to control the climate <laughs> and, then, and that's and then, another one of those anti-semitic ones too because usually right. it's the well, jews who control we're not the talking climate. about the jews we're just talking about i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure that people would love to play god and know mm. how to manipulate sure, the weather yeah. and they've mm. done and i'm sure some small experiments have been done i don't doubt sure, that. sure, sure. but i don't know if it, if it can be done on the level of shutting a state effectively off yeah. That's yeah. larger than France. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Of all of Texas. Yeah, in, indeed. Um, and really, we hit the whole United States was hit with that, that cold front. Yeah, um, again, it's okay to ask these questions. But look, when your identity gets wrapped up, that's when we have problems. Uh, and that's where it is with so many people. As far as what you raised, John, I, I'm glad you raised that. You said people are the watchmen. They're just going to share information, whether it's true or not, because they got to get the word out. Um, for those people, here's first, here's what I'd say. One, you're already discredited. Uh, I guarantee, I, I know some people who call themselves watchmen. I know people who call themselves prophet, call themselves apostle. Almost all of them, in fact, I can't think of one that isn't doesn't fit this case, is completely discredited because they came out and said some nonsense that turned out not to be true, whether it was a prophecy or a prediction of some kind, and it just was totally false. They came out on the wrong side of some issue in their in their prophecy or whatever it may be. So so that's the first thing is to many people, you're already discredited because you've cried wolf too many times. You're that boy who cried wolf. No one's listening to you now. Even if a wolf comes, it's too late because you've shared so much misinformation. Second thing is for folks who really believe they are a watchman, maybe first I really seek the Lord and see if you're a watchman. I think too many people think they're a watchman, think they're apostle, think they're a prophet, and that's just not God's calling on their life. So make sure that it's, it's true. But suppose you are a, a watchman, that's your calling. Um, what I would encourage you to do is look back in the last month or longer if needed, look back the last few months of what you've put out, emails, social media, whatever it may be, and say, was were those things that this me a watchman put out was it true did it come to pass was it worthwhile or was it false and it was just a it was a false report a false warning because false warnings have negative value that is people will see those false warnings just say i'm going to write off everything this person shares because they're always sharing stuff that doesn't come true that doesn't come to pass it's just false information if that's you, if you're that watchman and you've actually shared a lot of false information, then I would encourage you again to be slow to speak and look at these things before sharing them out. Um, because a watchman who shares a bunch of false information is just going to be written off. So don't. don't so be what that do you person. do, uh, for example? And yeah, you know, yes, there's a lot of false information out there, mm -hmm. but you know, you're a person. You you're you're hearing these things, and you go to, you know your spiritual leader, and you're not trying to say, look, I believe this and I, you know, da, 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 da. But um, you ask that spiritual leader, look, I am, I know that uh, there've been a lot of this, a lot of this information is out there regarding coronavirus and, and, mm -hmm. and this vaccine and everything else. And, sure. you know, people are saying, you know, the vaccine is a mark of the beast. Other people are saying, just watch and see what some of the longer term social effects are. And your spiritual leader says, well, I take all of that with a grain of salt. And, you know, people have talked about the end times before, and we're no closer today than we were 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're taking it to your leader, this is a good question. This is a tough question. If you're taking it to your leader and saying, hey, what about these things? I'm concerned. And your leader dismisses it. Well, it's your leader's prerogative to dismiss it. Maybe you say, hey, I'm, I'm meant to spread this to that community. Well, then the leader needs to point you in, the, in a position where you, you could do that. It's one of those things, man, where, you know, it's like some people say, hey, uh, I had a dream. I, there's this famous thing. I had a dream I was the head of 100 yeshivas. Well, until 100 yeshivas make you their head, you're not their head. 
And the same, same is with someone who says, I'm, I'm a prophet or I'm a watchman and I'm coming to you as a leader in this congregation to warn you about this. Well, it's the leader's prerogative to take that and say yes or no, or, or I'm going to take it under more consideration. But if he says no, that's, that's his prerogative. You can't force your view on, onto that leader. So I, I would just say, be cognizant of your place. Now, if you're in a community where you're trusted, where you've gained people's trust, um, and you're, you're appointed in leadership because the community has, has seen your, you have the good fruit of the Lord and so on, then, yeah, maybe then it's like, okay, now I've, now you have a more, a, a bigger, broader responsibility to, to share information that you feel um, is, is important for your community. But I, I just don't buy all these people. Man, I, I helped run a congregation for 10 years. I don't buy these people who came to me and said, I have a word from the Lord for you and here's what it is. And you have to do this and this and this. And I'm like, I would wait. I'm like, I'd talk with my other leaders and be like, is this guy off his rocker or or, am I missing something here? And gosh, 99% or more percent of the time, it was people who were just crazy. They didn't really hear from the Lord. They were just pushing their agenda of some kind. And, And one of the things that does happen when you're in ministry, and I don't think some people understand this, um, you become, you know, and, and maybe this is why we can at least recognize, okay, maybe there are some nefarious forces out there because we've been let down so many times by people who have said one thing and done something else. Mm-hmm. You know, we have been, you know, lied about, we've been betrayed, we've been dumped on, you know, we're, I'm not very trusting of anybody. You know, mm-hmm. you have to really earn my trust. I don't drop my guard for just anybody. Yeah. And so, yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there are things that go on behind the scenes. You know, I don't trust anybody. So, yeah, where there's smoke, there is fire. Yet, uh, you know, as we enter into this future, we do have to speak out, but we have to speak out smartly and we have to speak out tactfully. Mm-hmm. And I, I wish more would just say, look, we don't know what's going to happen. We pray this more positive outcome is something yeah. that we can see. But, you know, I read the Holy Scriptures. If things are going to get worse. They're not going to get better. And, yeah. and I know, yeah. like, with this past election, um, you know, there are a lot of sincere believers, you know, aside from the ones who said, you know, I prophesy Donald Trump is going to win, blah, 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 blah. And I don't. I, I stopped listening to those people a long time ago. But the yeah. sincere believers who are praying, Lord, you know, we want Trump to win, so yeah, sure. we can maintain our religious freedoms and we can con- continue to declare the good news freely and without, um, you know, any kind of, you know, unnecessary government, uh, you know, impeding uh, or infringement on our uh, religious liberties. Yeah, okay, yeah. I understand yeah. that. However, um, you know, look at look at how, you know, American Christianity has just gotten worse and worse and worse over the past, you know, six years since uh, homosexual marriage has become mm-hmm. legal. And look mm-hmm. at the progressive wave that has hit, regardless of who's been in the White House. Yeah. Um, how yeah. does having more time with religious freedoms or liberties the way you have actually had them up to this point going to change the trajectory interesting indeed yeah how is it going to Mm. change the content of the current message that thus far has not been that helpful 
you know, one of the things that, I mean, they all focus on all oh, gay marriage, LGBTQ, blah, 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 blah. You know, percentage wise, it is true. It is getting bigger now. Um, it might, with uh, Generation Z, it might be one in every six people is being affected by that. But millennials, Generation X, it's like, you know, three to 5% maybe on a, you know. It's pretty small. Uh, I mean, okay. And um, I, I know that, you know, that the gay agenda and the homosexual and the transgender thing gets a lot of attention, but guess what? Even if it's one out of six, uh, five out of six heterosexuals are doing things that they need to be discussed just as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you know, the abortion pandemic, the abortion epidemic, that comes from heterosexual relations, not homosexual right. relations. Yep. Yep. I mean, think that's about right. in religious circles, all of the premarital intercourse that's going on that just kind of, you know, we just turned a blind eye to that. That's right. You know, that's even right. in our messianic movement, Divorce you know, you think this just affects the church. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had to sit through things where I've been told, look, the certain relative of this major messianic leader, they finally found out who the father was mm-hmm. and she's decided not to abort. And then you hear stories about, well, that that girl's a tramp. We don't know how many dozen men she's been with, and we don't know how many times she's, I see. you know. I mean, these things are going on, and yet, you know, the present good news has, hasn't been as effectual uh, mm. with religious freedoms and liberty. With, so, yeah. you know, moving yeah. ahead, it's like maybe things do I need to get more uh, things – we do need to get a, a little more uncomfortable and, and yeah. get a little mm. more stirred up to declare the good news and, and, and to see mm. that, you know, people return to lives of holiness and, yeah. and, and see a separation of genuine believers and people who have been faking it. That's fantastic, John. I, that's a great insight where look, people praying for kind of the status quo. Hey, we, we just want our re- religious freedoms. But as you're pointing out, the culture is still going downhill, even in even with all of our freedoms. So maybe we do need a wake up call. So perhaps, perhaps there's divine wisdom in, in what God's done. Um, a few more things. Uh, this one, I think, touches close to home for you, John, with regards to credible sources, ways to be a better disciple. Um, look for credible sources. Are the authors of whatever article or YouTube video you're sharing, are they experts in the subject matter? Are they respected in their field or is it some random guy on YouTube sharing it? John, I, I think this is, you, you've probably seen it uh, with your ministry where people will share videos of just not, they, they have no credentials they, and they're, they're sharing misinformation. They're even teachers giving, giving false right. information. And, and in this case, I know that um, a lot of people are unaware of this, but before I went and got my master's degree in biblical studies, Yes, I got a bachelor's degree in political science. Uh-huh. So a lot of the things that are happening, you know, particularly in the past year, I've been able to pull out some old files. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that, and oh yes, um, you know, and 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 so I I I understand a lot of the things that have have been going on at at more the governmental level than perhaps some others. Yeah. Uh, but okay. Okay. but yeah, you know, when it comes to let's start out with biblical studies. Sure. And, you know, someone like me is going, to, when we're trying to do a, a, you know, a thorough job investigating a particular Bible passage or issue, you know, I cast a broad net, Jewish, right. Protestant, conservative, and liberal. 
right. and and that that way you can hopefully investigate enough aspects of the mystery that mm-hmm. you can convey why you have come to the conclusions you've come to by you know looking into certain things. Yep. And I know that some people have gone after me because oh you quoted a liberal source you know this person uh, believes the Torah comes from JEDP rather than mm-hmm. Moses. Uh, and I'm like, well, they still have to deal with the text in its final form. Yeah, they yeah. still have to interpret it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know, we don't want we don't like it when cancel culture is done to us. Oh, you're conservative. I can't listen to you. So why wouldn't we at least hear a liberal person out? Because once right. in a while they'll get something right, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. a conservative will get something wrong. Yeah, um, absolutely. Now that yep. now I'm talking about theology here. Yes, yes. When it comes to more the political realm, things get much more interesting because in theology, you know, we're dealing with ancient biblical texts. We're dealing with uh, ancient histories, which the only way we're really going to be able to find anything new is by digging things up in the Middle East and in the Mediterranean. And that costs money and that takes time. And Mm -hmm. a lot of things have been decomposed and, I know some people say, oh, yeah, but the Vatican vaults are holding on to these things. It's like, okay, well, how are you going to get into the Vatican vaults then? You know, because <laughs> people like to say, oh, they've got the temple menorah. And I'm like, look, I don't doubt the fact that, you know, that the sure Vatican has got things that it's holding, right. is withholding from the general population. The Italian government is holding things from the general population. I have no doubt that the royal family is holding things from the general population. And just while we're on the subject, we know that they're probably big giant estates in southern Argentina with billions of dollars worth of priceless European art hanging mm. in the in, in these. Mm. In the, and there's no way we're ever going to find it. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Um, yeah. But but still, it's like you know we're dealing with an, with with you know, ancient history. And the likelihood of just a little more information is not that high uh, without some, you know, like like a major discovery, like the Dead Sea Scrolls, okay. sure, or okay. even the Nag Hammadi literature, you know, where the Gnostic texts mm-hmm. came from. It's just not very likely to happen. It's not impossible, but it's not likely to happen. Yes. When yes. we deal with the, the present world today and politics and government and military, that's something that goes day to day and week to week and month to month. You okay, know, fair enough. So, There's more information to be uncovered. There's more information. And so on. Things are more biased. Things mm-hmm. are more. Uh, 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 thing, things have an agenda associated with sure. them. And yes, okay. there are things associated not just with national security, but with you know maintaining societal stability. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, you know, certain things don't come out regarding, you know, political leader X or event Y because, well, guess what? People will start, you know, having a nervous breakdown and society Hmm. will start collapsing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, those are the kinds of things that, you know, well, what happens when we release certain, you know, declassified documents from, you know, Roswell or Area 50. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the concern. You know, people mm-hmm. are going to be able to handle this. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Other things, you know, you get more information day to day. Or uh, I, I know that when I was being trained in political science, we were taught, um, and it may not be as much taught today, but we were taught, you know, 
read a New York Times, read a Washington Post, and okay. then read and read some of the you know conservative papers and read some of the liberal papers. Sure. Um, okay. You know, just just do that. Uh, you know, some in, in in some places, different newspapers are knowingly associated with a political party or a, or a political agenda. Often now, yeah. And mm-hmm. and you can just read two or three or four of them and get something some kind of an idea of what's going on. Okay. Uh, and okay, look, I'll follow alternative media. I have no problem with that. I want to hear sure. what they have to say. Sure. I'll watch uh, you know Newsmax and OAN and and some of these others that are online. Um, no problem. You know, mm-hmm. I don't believe in censorship. Sure. sure. Because you know, somewhere in that soup, the real answer is probably going to be found. Understood. Um, and 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 as as we know, we have to go day to day, and and we'll and we'll just and we'll just find things out. But just because someone has a camera and a microphone and a computer and a high speed internet connection, don't start paying attention to them. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know? Sometimes now, they're now, not experts in a subject matter right. and they're not they, qualified they, to, to speak on it. They're not. And okay. You know, if your job really is, you know, to sort through all of this noise and data and information and you, and God has really called you to do that. And you're just waiting for the right time to release something because an, a point event has happened. All right. I recognize that there are probably a few people out there who've been called by the Lord to do that. Just like there are probably some rabbis who continue to reevaluate messianic prophecies. And they're just like, I can't, I can't accept that as Yeshua. I just can't, I just can't go there. And we're waiting for them to have the Damascus road event where Yeshua finally says, okay, we can't wait any longer. I'm just going to reveal myself to them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there are people who probably, you know, they're just called to look into information and look into information. There's one particular brother uh, who I know, uh, you know him as well. He sent, actually sends out a daily news review, but um, what you're talking about. Yeah, he looks into a lot of different things more sure. so than the ones he just references. Okay. Mm-hmm. There are people like that who, who, who are out there. Most of us are not called to do that. We're not called to spend most of our day just reading news and watching news and listening to news. <laughs> we have be to instead be concerned with our life of faith. And we have to say, Lord, if there are things that I don't know about that I don't need to know about, just protect me. Let me do the, the work that I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Um, but I know that there is a lot of information out there. Uh, it's not easy to be able to sift between data and noise. You're not told everything that's going on. You know, I've got... Uh, relatives who are in the military, they can't tell us everything that they know. Um, yeah. I, I was able to, uh, anyway, okay, so I'm not going to mention that. Uh, but but anyway, I mean, I, you know, there are things that you're not told everything. And sure, sure. You know, okay. just be, just wait and be patient. You know, we know the Lord is in control. And right. especially if you have a relationship with him, you know, at certain moments in your life, he has had to intervene. And he has had to give you advanced warnings, either in the spirit or through a particular person who has spoken into your life or through a particular event. I've seen it happen. And if that is a reality for you, then things that are going on in the world, you'll know when you're supposed to know. If if you're supposed to know about certain matters that, um, you know, are uncomfortable and inconvenient. Yes, yes. You know, you know there are things out there that are very disturbing, but 
I can assure you of this. There is more noise than data. I know. And we're, we're just broadcasting the noise. And that's why I'm really trying to encourage our listeners sift out a lot of that noise. Much A great deal of it is noise. Very little is, is real data. Um, an example of this one, John, earlier we, we had that uh, conspiracy theory, I, not, maybe not a conspiracy theory, an assertion that is kind of sensational and false. And it was the one about Joe Biden's name, meaning alas, judgment. In this case, what Perry Stone should have done is reach out to some native Hebrew speakers to say, okay, am, am I onto something here? Or is this, am I totally off my rocker? Like he should have, he should have gone to an authority on the subject matter. In this case, Perry Stone himself isn't a Hebrew speaker. He could have engaged with some Israel, even if it was Israeli believers and just said, Hey, what do you think of this? And I think he would have got a different answer and it would have kind of changed his whole outlook. And he would have, wouldn't have produced a video that ended up producing some nonsense. Likewise, here's another example from my own life. A Hebrew roots teacher some years ago, maybe two, three years ago, not long ago, in a teaching, which was a great teaching about the gospel, at the very end, he switched over to talking about AI. Now, I'm a software developer. I'm an engineer. I know about AIs. I know this well. And so I was like, what is he saying? Like, what is he going to get to? And this teacher made the case that Um, adversarial AIs, that is AIs that are designed to fool or trick other AIs. So like imagine an AI that's meant to recognize stop signs. An adversarial AI would would like put maybe square red signs that aren't quite stop signs and and try to fool the other one, right? That's what an adversarial AI is. But this teacher, this teacher went on a kind of a rant about how adversarial AIs are actually from the adversary, from Satan. And I'm just like, this is nonsense. I'm an expert in this subject matter. This is nonsense. If he would have talked to me, if he would have just said, hey, I know you're a a software engineer. Am I onto something here or am I way off base? I would have just said, hey, man, you're way off base. That's not at all accurate. Maybe you heard something and you misinterpreted it. That's not at all accurate. So what I'm saying to our listeners is when it comes to things that you are not an expert in the subject matter, then before you share it, ask some experts in the subject matter. If it's Hebrew, talk to some Hebrew speakers. If it's if it's technology, talk to some technologists. If it's medicine, talk to some nurses or doctors to see, like, are you way off? And it, there's a good chance you probably are way off. So, again, err on the side of caution and, and not share it. So that's that's my advice through all of this. I know we're going really long here, John, so I'm going to try to wrap up quickly here. I wanted to say two things. One, avoid. Another one is avoid confirmation bias. That is, Am I sharing this because I agree with the opinion it's giving or because it's, it's credible? And oftentimes I'm only sharing it because it already agrees with my opinion. It confirms my bias. Maybe I'm a vegan or something and I, I share something that says being a vegan will allow you to live to 120 Am I sharing that because it's true or because it confirms what I already believe? And in that case, you kind of see where I'm going with it. So be careful about confirmation. Well, this is something that definitely takes place in more the prophetic circles. All these quote unquote prophets. Oh, this person (laughs) has had the same vision or something similar. It Ah. confirms this other person. And it just goes on and on and on and on and on. (laughs) And, you know, we don't want to be mocking of people who are genuinely you know, moved and led by the Holy Spirit. Yes. One of the things that I really 
question about people who have said, you know, predicted certain things and they said, God showed me this regarding, you know, the election or whatever. It's, well, what are you going to do if you get these results once you get them? You know, hmm. it's, it's like, um, I remember a number of years ago being privy to, I mean, this, this is something completely different. Um, it had to do with a congregational planning meeting and, you know, we're in this building and we want to get another building and somebody, you know, in the meeting said, well, we need a plan in order to, to, to do this. And then somebody said, okay, well, what is your plan? And he, he, the person had never thought, well, maybe I need to at least offer, you know, one, two, three, you know, preliminary point, never even thought that. And so it didn't go anywhere. Okay. Okay. Didn't go anywhere. So, Let's say, you know, you have all these prophets. Oh, you know, this person prophesied, that person confirms it. Oh, more confirmation, more confirmation. Uh-huh. All right, great. Let's assume that what the res- the result is, is exactly what you believe, see, happen. See, yeah, okay. What if that actually happens? What are you going to do with it? Then, then what? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do yeah. with it? Have you not even, and they, they haven't even thought that far ahead. You're right. You know, and that, that goes for a lot of conspiracies, man. A lot of things we covered are exactly that. Like, oh, it's true. Now what? Well, you can't do anything about it. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of people, myself included, who, who believe Hitler made it to Argentina. Okay. Okay. But guess what? The fear is dead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's dead. You yeah. Know? It's not very consequential to your life. You're not going to not go He's to Argentina dead. now. And, yeah. and all it means more than anything else is that the Nazis were even more evil than mm. that you were purported to yeah. believe. Yeah. Indeed. And, uh, you know, various British and American companies uh, helped the Nazis come to power in the early days. That's that's what's going to mm-hmm. come out. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's and, the, not, and there were IBM counting machines at the concentration camps. There were what? There were IBM counting machines at the concentration oh, camps. Oh, interesting. Things, sure. IBM. Okay. Yeah. American things like that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, uh, British uh, chemical producers and, uh, and American oil companies helped IG Farben. I mean, things like that, you know, it's like, sure. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand. Yeah. So a lot of them are, are not consequential to our lives as Yeshua's disciples, which kind of gets me to another one. I would just encourage uh, our listeners to focus on Yeshua, be known for Yeshua, because Yeshua said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so many people are, are you know, saying, oh, I'm going to post the truth about the flat earth or the truth about the moonlight. Hold on a second. How about the truth about Yeshua? Isn't that what we should be known for? Isn't that what you should be known for? And I would just challenge our listeners. If you're known as like the guy who's talking about how the moon landing is fake, or you're known as the guy who's posting about the flat earth or, or something like that, change your behavior so that you're known as the guy who's talking about Yeshua because he is the truth. You want to know the truth, you know, and the truth about the moon landing, truth about this or that. Yeshua is the truth. Uh, focus on the truth. Then we'll be people of truth. So focus on that instead of some of these other things. Um, John, we did touch on this. I'll just say it briefly. I would beware also of people who are all spirit and no brain, meaning people who say, well, God told me this. It was private revelation. The spirit said this was true. Uh, oftentimes saying I was led by the spirit is actually just a crush for people who aren't thinking critically and rationally about something. Um, this goes for Bible interpretation too. Like, oh, the Bible says this, this, I know what this means. The, the spirit confirmed it to me. Well, actually 
did you did you engage with any other believers about this? Maybe your local community, maybe your local uh, pastor or rabbi, or or maybe even other scholars in the Jewish and Christian worlds. I mean, did you engage with all that, or are you just taking the lazy route, which is the Spirit told me what it means? I don't believe you. Like when people say that, I'm just like, I don't believe you. Unless I have a reason to trust you spiritually, I don't believe you. So beware of people who are all spirit, but no intellect, no rationality, no brain. Well, I know that, I mean, somebody like me who has just had enough letdowns in my own, you know, experience, uh, in particular with election 2020, Mm. you know, I had my desired result. I had my desired uh, candidate. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't going to say 100% that, well, he is going to be in the White House uh, at the end of January uh, 2021. Yeah. I said, look, you, we don't know until we know, okay? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I dealt with people who said, look, I just cannot even begin to fathom that Joe Biden might be president of the United States. And I'm like, that's crazy, you know? <laughs> Sooner or later, whether it's Joe Biden or whether it's somebody else, uh, there's going to be a bad person in the White House who's going to hand the keys of America over to the anti-Messiah. I mean, Mm. sooner or later, that's going to happen. Now, you know, and and you don't have to go into what Joe Biden's name means or doesn't mean in Hebrew to know that. Um, Sure, sure, yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, eventually... America is going to be completely turned over to the new world order and the B system. Mm. Uh, The question is how fast or how slow are we going to get there? Mm -hmm. But no, there are a lot of people, they don't want to, you know, think uh, as I like to, to describe it multidimensionally you know, they don't want to go a little deeper and either engage with other English Bible versions or much less have to deal with Hebrew or Greek. I remember Uh, years ago in I'm not going to mention who wrote the commentary and I'm not going to mention what ministry, but it's a very large, well-known messianic ministry. There was somebody who said regarding a particular verse, quoting it in English, this verse is irrefutably simple. Mm. Now I don't know anything in theology that's irrefutable. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's a red flag to you. I don't know anything that is airtight, watertight, waterproof, Mm. fireproof, I mean, I just, you know, there's always I, some wiggle room. Okay. I mean, All right. There's yeah. always somebody who is going to say, no, you're wrong. And this is why even the most basic statement of faith, there mm. is a God that mm. has been refuted by some very smart people using some very complicated methods. Mm. Uh, so there are people they don't, they, you know, they have an agenda. That's why they say, well, are you against the spirit or it's irrefutable. I'm reading it right here. You know, mm-hmm. and but and mm-hmm. yet you're reading it in English. <laughs> and even there is a particular yeah. matter that I'm having to investigate right now. And I'm going to talk about it sometime in the future. I don't know when, but yeah. I'm reading a few books and it regards something that affects all of us where there were all these very smart science people who are reading the Bible a particular way, but only like, you know, maybe 20% of them have any kind of, you know, of a background in the biblical languages, you know, at the undergraduate level as an elective. Uh, Mm -hmm. Most of them, you know, they're really good in their science field, but, you know, when they try to look for the Bible and science, they're pretty much only stuck reading it in English. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So, you know, we can't cut corners. 
Yeah. We, we yeah, have got to. Absolutely. You know, man. And, 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 and we just can't run off, you know, because we feel this is going to, it's going to be this way. Mm-hmm. I'm a hundred percent with you too, with, we, we can't cut corners. I, I do feel like it's, we've talked about this in the past in the Hebrew roots movement, especially there's been a disdain for education, for scholarship, for study. And I think that also lends to this culture of misinformation uh, where we, we mock things where people have spent, have done the homework, have actually done real research, not just Googling and, and finding a video on YouTube that supports your view, but actual research uh, we mock that, you know, we call people, oh, PhD, they're, they're a post hole digger. And, oh, he went to seminary, you mean cemetery, you know, things like that, where it's like, no, nah, you know, we got to stop that because this contributes to this culture of misinformation. It contributes to a culture where um, people aren't using their God-given intellect. Uh, so I, I hope that some of the things we've talked about will will inspire people to, to change. If, if this is you where you're, you're sharing a lot of misinformation or information you think is true, but you're not certain, I, I just urge caution because uh, so much mi- misinformation is going out that it's hurting our credibility as a movement. And we need to slow down and let God be God and let God's plan take shape the way God has intended it to take shape. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And how right. many of you, hmm. you know, uh, you know, look, I look, I look into things that make other people feel uncomfortable. I I believe things that not everyone wants to go there. Me too. All Me right. Too. Okay. But I've also thought through some of the longer term consequences of believing this. I've mm-hmm. also had a little more time to think. Well, if I am right on this, how is it going to affect my life and the life of people I care about over the long term, rather than well, in the short term, I got this nugget and I'm going to be able to get ten thousand. <laughs> you know, thumbs up on Facebook. Oh, this is so exciting. You know, Mm -hmm. um, you know, think through some of the longer term possible consequences and recognize other people are watching. And by the way, if some of these things are two, three, 4% true, what are we going to do about it? And, you know, what role do you play in God's plan, you know, with this information possibly coming out? I don't mm-hmm. think any of, I don't think very many people have thought through that. That's right. Yeah. You know, yep, because I mean, some of the more classic, you know, conspiracies. Okay. What if we find out, you know, who really did kill JFK? Okay. You know, what we're probably going to find out is that it involved, you know, one of the things that, you know, took place, you know, in the days leading up to his assassination, whether it was the Cuban Missile Crisis or the Bay of Pigs or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, the mafia, who, who knows? Uh, ultimately, you know, there were people who wanted to be in the White House and they needed him removed or they sure. wanted someone else in the White House who mm-hmm. could be more easily pliable and more sure. easily uh, manipulated. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's what you're going to find out. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's not going to be something that someone hasn't already suspected. Mm. Uh, so it's it, it's not like you're going to be finding out. Oh, I, I had no I, I, idea because of that. Um, yeah. And 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 ask yourself, you know, when you investigate certain things, what kind of a teaching moment might this be? What legitimate subjects are there that you know either the Bible talks about or theology has addressed at some point that you know we need a better handle on? This is mm-hmm. not about, 
you know, some of us having more information than others and well, you know, we're enlightened and you're just poor, you know, dumb sheep. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it, it involves what does God want us to learn uh, so that we can better handle the challenges that are going to come, whether we like yeah. it or not. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I agree, John. And again, I know we've, we've, I guess we've harped on this a few times, but I really do feel like Yeshua's disciples can spend their time much more wisely than being wrapped up in conspiracy theories. Again, it doesn't mean you can't question all that, but um, as, as Paul said in Titus, uh, that we should devote ourselves to good works. I think that would, that would bring so much more glory to God than what's going on today with all the misinformation. Absolutely. Absolutely. There, there are many more things that we need to be investigating and looking into as they concern our, our spiritual character, our ability to reflect Yeshua's love, grace, and mercy to other people. Yep. Uh, The empathy and sympathy that we have to have for those hurting around us and how we can better know Yeshua because it's only a relationship with the Lord that's going to get us through the the last days mm-hmm. that's right man it's not going right. to be rumor and innuendo about this or that i'm not dismissing the fact that there are some people who have been given advance warning to look into particular subjects and they're just putting information away for a rainy day okay maybe there are mm-hmm. some people called to do that but that's not most of us that's most right. of us need to make sure that we know the lord and we are known by the lord yep that's the biggest thing. That's got to be our focus. And I, I think that's the whole crux of this, this podcast episode, uh, that that has got to be our focus. It's our identity in the Lord, um, our walk with the Lord. That, that's got to be the focus, not, not these external things. And if your identity has switched over to conspiracy theories or beliefs about this or that, then you've taken a minor and made it a major. And that's not what the Lord is calling us to do. That's right. Well, we have we've gone for quite some time. And Longest episode, <laughs> right? So hopefully, those who have either watched or listened to this uh, in its entirety uh, have, I would hope, gotten the impression that okay, we recognize that there are things out there, and some of these things. I mean, still, my favorite one is thirty-two teams of the NFL plus the Super Bowl champion correlate to the 33rd degree of Freemasonry. That's mm-hmm. just ridiculous. But there are other things that are worthy of discussion. But guess what? Uh, what's more worthy of discussion is who Yeshua is in your life. And yep. are, do you know him? Are you known by him? And who in your immediate sphere of influence needs to make sure that they're born again and that they know yeah. the Lord? Because only a yeah. relationship, once again, is going to get us through uh, the last day. So yeah. uh, I look forward to our next episode of the Messianic Walk. I look forward to, uh, Judah, you picking yet another really good topic that we can talk about. All right, cool. Uh, so we'll just we'll just see uh, what the Lord lays on our hearts and, and yeah. what we need to be discussing as we are indeed entering into some very uncertain times uh, where we need to Yes, have some of these candid discussions, but we also need to uh, be challenged in our uh, our spirituality. So, ladies and gentlemen, on uh, behalf of myself, John McKee, editor of Messianic Apologetics, messianicapologetics.net, and my co-host, 
Judah Hamango of the blog Keenet T. Ledzion, blog.judagabriel.com. Uh, thank you for uh, joining with us. Uh, thank you for uh, hearing what is on our hearts and minds right now. And I know that both of us really do implore you to press into the Lord more than you ever have before and less into some of these other matters, uh, yes. because only one who has been cleansed of his or her sins and born again is going to be able to endure uh, what is prophesied in the word, not people who, who have all of this information, which, most of which is noise and not actual data. That's right. Well, thanks, everyone. I hope this has been helpful. Like John said, uh, we really do hope that it builds you up in your walk with the Lord. I think that's really the whole purpose of our Messianic Walk podcast. I hope this one in particular uh, gives correction to some folks and, and sets you on a, a better path towards truth. Until next time, take care, God bless, and shalom. Shalom.